You're listening to the Major Pod Network, the only place where your favorite toy store, card shop, arcade, theme park, and arena are all on the same block. Scratch that major itch. The following announcement has been paid for by the Major World Order. brand new episode of the major world of order podcast i'm one of your hosts billy peck and with me is <laughs> the major market aka handsome muscle aka heartbreak as far aka i need some fucking sleep as far and what oh this is the fully well-rested big jake boski yeah. the sean kemp of sneaker collecting the major mad hatter the guy who is very upset with this camera angle right now because you can't see my my awesome biceps. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll fix that here in a minute, Billy. Uh, <laughs> Lift your arms, pal. I can't. They're so heavy. Jake, don't call me Bray Wyatt. Welcome to the latest episode of the Major World Order. This is what episode one thirty four. I believe okay. so. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah 100, 134 weeks and running longer than WCW's <laughs> reign at the top. I mean, dude, we're killing it. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, appreciate you being here, whether it's your first time or 134th time. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, we're, we're happy to have you here. If you're not already, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and can't forget about Threads. Threads. I still have to check it out. All at Major World Order. And then we've got YouTube.com slash Major World Order, where... A new video came up that that's doing very well, actually, yes. Jake. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I, I got your message about it, and then uh, I looked another wow. Yeah, you might reach the Hot Toys community, which would be yeah. pretty big. Yeah, so yeah. want to give a little little uh, talk about that for a moment? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, you know just recently, um, obviously, um, you know, just went and purchased a set of Detoffs and got those built, and because I decided to start a hot toys batman collection so uh, i ended up picking up the um the 95 uh, val kilmer uh, batman sonar forever suit. sonar suit uh which dude it's such an incredible piece like i've held a lot of action figures over the years obviously i've i've you know i've seen andrews all like every week i get to see him in the background and they look incredible but actually holding it in your hand and like mm-hmm. dude it's like i was i was shocked by the suit being like a real suit yes it's like there there's def there's a skeleton underneath you know what i mean like it's so it's weird it's like squishy and like you know like there's portions of like obviously i would assume you have to keep it in a climate controlled environment because over the years though like if you like have like the elbow joint like this and it wrinkles up i'm Mm. afraid it would like deteriorate over time i told you yeah if like Mm -hmm. uh, someone with uh i know the terminator 2 
uh, mm-hmm. people were posing the Arnold with the like right. from the movie pose and holding it in that point because it's one of the yes. first ones. Sure. It yeah deteriorated over time. Yeah. And yeah. Loose. Yeah, and it's so. Um, but dude, like the cape is incredible. All the accessories. There's so many batarangs and I mean, and like the the little, paint application. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. You could oh, put yeah. in the mask. Yeah. After, yeah. After, I did read the directions afterward. There's a, there's actually a little tool that comes with it that way you yes. can remove it. So I didn't, you know, because I was like I was sitting there trying to figure it out, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to pose it like yeah. that. But uh, but no, it's it's really really cool. Um, you know, I'm super excited. Uh, so I actually literally an hour before we went on air, I actually just purchased the mm-hmm. uh, Dark Knight Batman Begins. A hot toys. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, well, I how much just, did you spend on that, dude? I got it for two twenty-seven. That's actually not bad. No, yeah, on on eBay, um, the the bid was at like two oh two, and uh, it was um, there was like ten minutes left, so because I, I saved it in my watch thing yesterday, so I ended up uh, I put I put in a bid for two fifty, and uh, I got it for two twenty-seven. So it's not bad. Really did a little did a little snipe right at the end, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you can get some awesome. Yeah, like um the Terminators. I remember mm-hmm. it was an estate sale. Someone died, and they were selling that selling off his like entire collection. And I got the the T two, which goes for like four hundred. I got it for like two eighty. It was yeah. like a, you That's can get great awesome. deals. Yeah, it's. I mean, there there really is some cool cool deals and and stuff to be found, obviously. But uh, I I'd been playing like with the idea like am i going to do just all batman or am i just going to get like one batman and do all the villains or you know how am i going to do that so i've decided there's enough iterations of batman you know like i'm going to start with the 66 obviously andrew got me the keaton uh 89 and then um i haven't decided if i'm going to do returns yet because i I really don't want to do multiples of like the same it's a different suit though it is well well yeah and then the dark knight there's a different suit as well Mm -hmm. and then there's all the affleck suits and then uh, but it's it's cool i can do it but i I definitely have to get at least one One. of each guy that's that's, yeah if it were me that's how i would do it is maybe pick my favorite suit of each guy and and then they are is so big too like i had like in it because I'm because originally I know we were talking about uh, I was going to go with a quarter scale NECA, you know, because of the price point. They're, they're like 150 bucks and they mm-hmm. got some cool ones, but they're they're not that good looking. But anyway, uh, and I don't mean to keep rambling about this, but um, yeah, it, like the one six scale fits perfectly in detox shelf by nice. itself. It's yes. like, yeah, it's just like uh, this, you know, one per shelf is all I need. So I'm able to cool. fit like uh, on my Batman's. I have a stand. And I'm able to fit them on the top, and I can yeah. put more. So you oh, can wow, fit wow. a lot if you put a stand in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, make we'll sure see. you go and you check out the yeah. youtube.com slash Major World Order. Yeah. And if you would like, uh, you know, some extra stuff from us, you know, check out patreon.com slash Major World Order. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. there you go. Let's go ahead and get into our yeah. guest. It's another, you know, kind of long time coming person. So, Let's bring on Marcus Brandon. What's up, guys? Thanks for having no. me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Happy to have you. Yep. Been a, a, you know, just another staple of the community for such a long time. And, and um, you know, I think, I think we're going to learn, you know, some fun stories about you and, you know, kind of get that, you know, word out, you, you know, out there about you even more. Hopefully. Yeah. So. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Jake. 
Yes. It's been a little while for you. You think you want to maybe take sure. the reins on yeah. this? Absolutely. I'll take the Roman reins on this. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right, Marcus. So, you know, obviously, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time out. Um, let's let's start off at the beginning. You know, what was your first introduction into wrestling? Yeah, um, I was like two or three years old. My mm-hmm. grandma and my aunt used to live in Brooklyn at the time I lived in New Jersey. We would go see them every weekend, and we would go to Blockbuster, you know, and rent whatever. And very oh, yeah. quickly, that turned into we were just re- renting wrestling. I mean, the the um, super tape, the one with like Hogan and Beefcake in the cage, mm-hmm. uh, we that was like my go-to. We would rent it almost every week, um, <laughs> and then you know we would just I mean sit and watch it, and I loved the thrill of it. Um, but I didn't realize this so much as a two or three year old, but like my mom still talks about how my grandma like totally thought that wrestling was real. Yeah. She, she would sit on like the edge of her seat, terrified. Meanwhile, like my grandma survived the Holocaust. So like oh, she wow. saw some real shit and then yeah. here she is watching, you know, a steel cage match, <laughs> panicking about Hulk Hogan and his well being. <laughs> Meanwhile, what he's, he's in his seventies. Now he just got engaged today. He's still living a I great life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it to your grandma? <laughs> no, I, I believe that his his fiance is a bit younger. My grandma oh, hasn't, oh. hasn't been with us for some time, so definitely oh, okay. not to my grandma. Well, sorry, sorry to make the joke. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny, but yeah, I love uh, I love the story. Hear stories about you know when when we were kids and uh, you know going to Blockbuster mm. and going down the you know looking at all the in there. I mean, there was a lot of great movies back then, obviously, but yeah that. The wrestling section was always the best because it was just so colorful. And, you know, I used to, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I really ever got to really rent any wrestling videos. Like, cause it was always like we had to pick a family movie for like one a week. So it was like, you know, but I would just sit there and just read the covers and, you know, just wish, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. I love, I love hearing stories like that. So, um, that was the advantage though of, of, you know, doing it with grandma. Cause at home right. it had to be the family movie and my mom, Pro, like you know i mean my mom supported me liking wrestling my whole sure. life um but you know it definitely wasn't gonna be like oh let's go rent one movie for a friday night at home yeah. oh sure <laughs> let's get super tape again yeah um, but yeah i mean and then also to your point though i feel like you know obviously wrestling is it's a niche community um sure. it's it's not mainstream although they you know pack however mm. hundred thousand people into a stadium for wrestlemania once a year yeah. right. um, but it's just interesting so like wrestling's a niche community we're gonna get the figures i'm sure wrestling figures is like a niche of a niche but as as i listen to people on the end up on the mwo excuse me like i feel like a lot of people have the same story and it's like for this community of a community like ever a lot of people start as like yeah i used to go to blockbuster and rent these videos and like they were always there so i don't get where people were renting them from you know but yeah yeah it's just it's crazy i mean it's yeah yeah a a lot of the stories are very similar but they're all unique and and special and i love you know Again, you know, yeah, I've definitely heard, you know, people talk about Blockbuster and all that, but it's nice to hear it again because it's like it's not really around anymore. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just it, it's again, it, it just like action figures. It brings you back to your childhood and, and it's just one of those really cool things. So um, kind of obviously moving on to action figures. What were uh, what were some of your first action figures growing up? Yeah. So um, my cousins were they're older. Um, mm-hmm. They were into wrestling and they grew out of it. So. We ended up with their LJN collection. We being my brother okay. and I nice. ended up with their LJN collection. Uh, and we, you know, added a couple to that. Um, but, I mean, 
I was born in 87. So like I was really born oh, when they were really out, at the you know, end. Yeah. Tor- right. Towards the end. But again, like wrestling figures are a niche of a niche. They weren't that popular. You could still find them in, you know, maybe not in like Toys R Us in like 91, but there were stores that were still carrying them. But yeah, you know, we added a couple ourselves. We had the posters and then we moved into um, Hasbro's, you know, we had a bunch of those. Um, yeah. And then at that point, my brother kind of gave up on wrestling um, and I ended up with the LJNs and the Hasbro's. Mm. And then I had them. I would play with them, and I just kind of sat tight until, you know, I remember being in KB and finding a bone cruncher on the shelf. Um, yeah. I had Series 1. I had Series 2. And then I got, like, the um, the Bendoms. Mm. But I kind of, like, sat tight after that. Once I got past the playing with wrestling figures, I've right. never been one for displaying loose toys. Um, right. Ox toys, uh, I do now. I didn't do that then. So then sure. I kind of, you know, stopped. I, I wasn't a Jack's Classic person. Um, you know, I, I didn't go down that route. And then mm-hmm. my next really figures I got into were um, UFC figures. Jack's had oh, a wow. license with them, oh, and so yes. did round five. Yep. Um, Jack's, I have, you know, whatever I got my hands on at a reasonable price. When Kmart was like going under, they were cheap. <laughs> I bought whatever I can get. And then round five, I have, I mean, more or less the full collection. Um, but for me, it's about getting them autographed. So yeah, I would pick up, you know, whatever I can get done. So I have random ECW figures because I was meeting, you know, Nunzio or a sure. random Jack's Classic because I was going to meet someone. Um, and I was just dabbling other than than round five until AEW came out. And I was like, I'm not buying these. I'm not buying these. I skipped series <laughs> one. And then all of a sudden I had this like FOMO moment. Mm-hmm. I think I bought a set of series one on eBay, a set of series one in the group, set of series one in the group. I ended up with three sets. <laughs> oh um, and now I, I have like 130 something AEW wow. figures. Um, I'll get into, you know, what that collection looks like, how it is, yeah. what it is, what's signed, what's not. But that's yeah. that's my figure journey. If you will. That's crazy, man. And I definitely want to, you know, kind of circle back around to that, too, uh, for sure. But, um, you know, as a child, you, you had the LJNs and, you know, the, some of the Hasbros, and then you got into Bone Crunchers. But what were some other toys you figured, like, like, did you have any, like, Power Rangers, Turtles, anything like that? Like, what were some of the other other brands and toys that you had? Yeah, I had a couple Turtles, like, nothing crazy. Um, yeah. But one thing about me is, like, I, I have a very addictive personality. And, like, when I get into something, it, it's not halfway. Like, as right. you guys know, with the pod, you can see behind me, um, for those that did subscribe to the Patreon, if not, it's a buck. You should. It could be five bucks if you want it to be, but then you could see my visuals. Um, <laughs> and look at him. Oh, I have a very addictive personality. And when I jump into something, like, I go yeah. all in. I actually texted yeah. my family last night because I thought this was going to be a question. You know, like, what did you collect? So I asked my family what I collected obsessively, and I got a lot of responses. um, But Power Rangers, like, I had everything that you could get. My mom was, like, for my birthday one year, she, like, pulled some strings. Like, a friend of a friend's aunt worked at KB, and, like, I needed the Dragon Zord. Yes. The Dragon Dagger, the Staba Sword. And, like, that birthday, like, I got everything I asked for. Um, And, like, you know, so I had that. Um, Pogs. I was like, I know that's not oh my god. Yeah. I was like yes. really into Pogs. I had, oh, yeah. I mean, thousands. And then again, because like I said, you know, I, I'm not gonna do something like part way. Like my dad ran some charity event, um, where 
it was a pog tournament and oh, wow. he was like buying pogs wholesale and i was like oh, I was dude young. a pog I was like, hey, tournament like, i was like yeah, i didn't even think those existed all right we, oh, we need a pog tournament yeah. with the next oh live that was show, definitely <laughs> a real thing you would, you would play for keeps like if you lost wow. you right, you lost wow. all your pogs but i like told my dad i was like i'm gonna give you 50 bucks and i want like wholesale pogs at 10 cents a pop <laughs> um you know i like just my brother and i had like literally garbage bags of them um, <laughs> and, then, and then um i mean wrestling figures I, they said i collected keychains um oh wow like obsessively hmm. i like really? my backpack would weigh like 30 pounds when i was in the yes grade. <laughs> babies i was like all in on yeah um I, that's like the toys i collected but dvds cds coins stamps wow. like you name it i was collecting and if i was collecting it like i was all in that's awesome i love i love that because i'm the same way i yeah. and i used to be really really bad like it was just i couldn't just do like one thing here one thing there if i was going to get start collecting something i had i needed all of it you know yeah, and that's exactly. i think i think that's why I, I personally have like got rid of everything because it for me personally it just became too much and i i had all this shit and i'm just like what am i supposed to do with this you know it's like i can't like i'm in my 40s now i can't be like you know just having all this garbage everywhere but uh you know that but now it's like i'm starting to kind of like yeah the wheels are turning and it's just because you can't stop you know what i mean right i was um I, I, look at that he's oh. got all of his pogs. oh he's got his <laughs> wow yeah i just oh, found, is that a spider-man one of them at uh, my mom's. yes with, is, with, is that with stan lee no, it's and, with. Uh, um, sorry, I didn't, I, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but Jake, I mean, you know, to that point, you know, I yeah. when I was in my mid twenties, yeah. nice. When I was in like my mid twenties, I was living in a New York City apartment. My bedroom was eight feet by ten feet. I had oh, no man. space. Yeah, but I was big into you know autographs, right? UFC at the sure. time that was like my real wheelhouse. I yeah. wasn't doing as much wrestling, and I was getting glove signed and the round five feet. So what oh, I would man. do is that, in that my takes up some real closet, estate. Yeah, my whole closet was just full of figure, unsigned figures, and unsigned gloves. And then once I'd get them signed, every time I went home, I would just leave them all at my mom's house. Okay, but yeah. it was like, yeah, you get to a point, you're just like, yeah. I have so much stuff, I don't right. have space for this. My mom still feels that way about what I have at her house, and now yeah. I have my own house. But yeah, it's <laughs> like if I if I was going in, and then it continued from there, like autographs, clearly basketball jerseys, I. 300 oh, wow. plus basketball jerseys. Wow. Um, you know, and it's like, you get one, this is cool. You get two, this is cool. Then you're like, oh, like this one's kind of funny. Like Darko yeah. Milicek Pistons, there's some irony there. And then it's like, oh, well, there's a Darko Milicek Magic jersey. I need that too. Sure. Like, no, you don't. No one needs two Darko <laughs> right. Milicek jerseys. Right. And now here I am with, you know, 300 plus of them. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I love I'm the it, same though. way. It's like in your head, you like you have to justify. Like I need this. Like I need to buy right. this. Like you find some excuse to buy it just because you want it. You the, know, like, the, I think I, it, it's part of the hunt, and, and yes. that's what I like. There's I'm trying to think. There's been a couple things that I've completed collection wise, but the one thing that really stood out to me, and it kind of like broke my heart, honestly, was the I think the '91 WCW cards. That you yeah. know the the box everybody has them and they they give them away all the time you know the little like they're like green and pink and they got the little right. black dots on them whatever but I because uh, I had a bunch of them when I was a kid and then I ended up I think I got it from somebody in the group they had the whole box like sealed yeah. and I, I got it for like thirteen bucks or something so I was like, yeah sweet I'm complete okay well then like then I found out about the Sting hologram the Sting card. hologram and I was like, yeah. oh my god 
that and i was like looking for it forever and i found a couple on ebay but i was like dude i can't pay 40 bucks for a card you know and this was years ago and yeah. uh you know and um then uh one day i just pulled the trigger on it and i was like holy shit and i got it and it was like cool and i put it in the sleeve and it's like hmm now what you know there, there's nothing else to go after you know so yeah. it kind of was like well this sucks you know and i still have it but you know it's just like i don't know it, it it's just that thing that just keeps you going and keeps the wheels hard. turning you know because it, it, you you just you want to feel complete but at the same time you don't you know what i mean so it's like right. yeah cause, you, uh, cause you just want to be you want to be almost full but yeah yeah exactly right. that, and that's the beauty of like wrestling figures mm-hmm. right or all figures i guess is like sure. you're almost there and then something new comes out yeah so you, you yeah, I mean, it's you like it's like a video game a short period right yeah, yeah. you're like oh I, I just beat nope there's another level shit you know it's just like <laughs> you know it's it's the same thing yeah just, it was just you climb you know, you know, these, you know, the Matt and Brian figures, you know, yeah. it was uh, th- that was kind of like one of my first things in the, mm-hmm. you know, once joining the group and everything. Like I already had a decent collection of their stuff, but then like it kicked in like, oh, you know, I don't think it would be that difficult to get everything, uh, you know, yeah. just of their figures. Yeah. Are, you, um, are you complete like Zach and Kurt or just Matt and Brian? All of it. I'm just complete Matt and Brian. I drew that line intentionally um, because That's I good. felt like you had I felt a good, like my, good starting point. Right. I mean, Easy. I have some. I have some sure. WWE, but like my fandom of them really took off with the podcast. So I'm, I'm collecting from where I became. You know. Well, and I was already like a big fan of right. of theirs. So oh, yeah. yeah, that was like the thing for me. It was like, and at that time. I want to say like the only figures of of Matt and Brian that were out was maybe the um the masked well, the very Brian, first masked Brian would have had the, Brian well, would have had the FTC. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, but I I mean like after WWE. And right. do you have do you have both Funkos? Yes. Of of, of yes. Matt or yeah. Zach technically. Yeah. Yep. I have I have an open green one. Same. Um, I'm not sure if it's real. I got it for a really good price, but Matt, I brought it. Matt took a look at it, and he was like, "If this is fake, I don't know." And I was like, "If you don't know, then I don't know." Yeah. And it's probably yeah. on my shelf. Well, and <laughs> I did a lot of research to to I we we may have like the same one. I, we we could. I didn't do a lot I of think research. I got it I was, for like fifty bucks. I was right. Yeah, I was the opposite. I bought it from someone. It was like. I think I won at an auction for like twenty two dollars, and I was like, oh, "This wow. is fake. If this is fake, whatever. And if it's yeah. real, I'll do the research after." That's what. That's yeah, what no, I, I did a lot of research, and yeah. everything that I yeah, for a price like that, was, sure. and it right. was it was real. It wasn't a repaint or nothing. It's just a, I, I have a box, feeling that mine was, mine was probably never boxed. It probably fell out of the mm. factory situation, yeah. something like that. Possible. I didn't do. It. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, no. That, uh, once I got all of them, and, and it's funny because it was like I even put it in our our major mark video contest video. Like I have all of your figures except like it was like three that I was missing at the time, and I put it in there. It's like so if anybody you know has a lead, it was probably like a month or two after that that I I found them all, but. Once I got all of them, it was just like, 
this like almost weird emptiness right of like what do i do now yeah luckily and unluckily to a certain degree like they just keep putting out new figures now and, right you know so like luckily i was able to get in on the cusp of just that stuff before they started putting all of this new stuff out right, right. so yeah and, and anyway. billy you got some like really unique and like rare stuff that like Mm. I hadn't even. I mean, we, I'm, we won't get into that yeah, right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. That's why. I like, I remember when I first got into the pod. I was like, "Oh, I got to get all the Matt and Brian or Zach and Kurt." Yeah. And then uh, Billy was like, "Oh, there's." This. I'm like, "Wait, what?" Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> no thanks. Dude. on that, right? Yeah. Billy's yep. been helping me with mine. I think, like, pretty much, like, you know, when we first met or whatever, he sent me a list, and I, I don't have much left, but it's like the kind of like the rare, like the yeah, small, just the, little, like the weird. little guys, you know. Yeah. Microaggressions I, and stuff like that. Yeah. I go back and like fill in, and I'm, I'm gonna say this on here. And if this blows up in my face at some point, like I asked for it, but I found <laughs> a lot of good stuff on eBay, Zach mm-hmm. Ryder stuff. Yes. By having the saved search of Z A C H Ryder. Oh, sure. And, wow. then, and then do a minus sign of Z A C K. You get a lot of stuff from like the Ryder Cup. Don't get me wrong, but sure. like cards will pop up and figures will pop up. There's some dude who's been trying to sell some awesome looking eight by tens for years, but he spelled his yeah. name wrong. Mm. Um, uh, but every once in a while, like some stuff pops up yeah. to buy it. Now I roll over, see that, and just grab it, you know. But yeah. um, that's been my trick for a bit. I feel like at this point, I have a lot. So if anyone starts beating me to the punch, <laughs> like, as long as it's not like the one or two items I need, um, yeah, you know, then. <laughs> As long as it goes to a good home, someone who's yes, you know sure. a real fan, it's worth it. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt nice. Hawkins with a K, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. So, uh, kind of went off on a tangent there. I forgot where we were, but uh, <laughs> but I love it, dude. That's a, that's a that's the best part of the show. Yep. Um. So yeah. So moving on from action figures, um, you know, we uh we're gonna kind of digress into. Uh, and we were literally just talking about them, um, Matt and Brian, Kurt and Zach. What was your first introduction to the Major Brothers? Yeah, um, so I, I mean, like I said, I've been watching wrestling my whole life. Took mm-hmm. a couple small breaks here and there. But after going to ECW One Night Stand 05 and 06, yeah. um, I like started getting deep into ECW. I was young when it was on, so I wasn't watching it then, but I started like, you know, buying bootleg dvds whatever else yeah. and then when wwe relaunched the brand um you know i yeah. I, I started watching that and i was actually at that point i had like a, a tivo and i had a dvd burner that was like my dvd player but you could rip dvds yeah. and i was i was taking every episode of ecw on sci-fi and i was recording it oh, wow. and holding on to these dvds so you know when they when they debuted there um that for me was like my real first intro to them mm-hmm. that's cool very very cool so uh obviously moving on from uh that what was your first introduction into the major wrestling figure podcast yeah so uh this goes back to to lucas cacuccio um i figured everyone who knows he he would come up soon it it only took 30 minutes into the show for him to come up that's pretty good (laughs) um but so lucas has been a good friend of mine since like 2010 2011 uh we met literally standing online to get autographs there was this Hmm. forum online that we were part of that was really in the northeast um about you know autograph conventions and collecting and it really was wrestling heavy um but i had made some comment in there i was like hey i'm going as far as griffin book signing ufc fighter tonight i'm 
I have this picture with me, like the time paint pen wasn't a thing. I was like, I'm debating blue or black Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Everyone chimed in. Uh, Lucas spotted me online. It was like, hey, man, I saw your post earlier, blah, blah, blah. We started talking. Um, you know, obviously now here we are years later, we're best friends. I just spent the weekend at his house in New Jersey. Um, but for when I was living in New York, um, you know, we would go to a lot of signings together, but he would always have to drive me. So as the rules go, you know, the driver gets to control whatever's on the radio. So in like late 2019, like December 2019 or January 2020, he was taking me to one of countless signings. I don't remember exactly what it was. And he had the pot on in the car and I kind of started listening, asked him a couple of questions, Um, you know, knew the voices, obviously knew the guys at that point. Um, And then also at that time, while I was living in New York City, so I didn't have a car for work, I was going to Connecticut um, one to two weeks a month. And I would rent a car then. And I was just like sick of listening to my same music. Uh, And I was like, all right, let me throw this podcast on. And I would, you know, I would go through three episodes, four episodes a day because of how much I was driving client meetings. And that kind of took me to March 2020 when like COVID pandemic happened. Um, And at that point, I was like just full blown. Um, And that, uh, you know, I joined the group March 1st, 2020 because I needed to download episodes for a flight. So right. that was that's how I, I got into the that's, major Burger podcast. I, I love that story. That's probably one of the most unique introductions into the the podcast as as far as I mean there there's a lot of good ones, but I I really like that one. Like you said, you know, whoever's driving gets to control the radio and you're kinda <laughs> accidentally forced into it, you know what I mean? And then uh it's I, I, I was with them this weekend, like I said. We were driving yeah. uh to Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I literally at one point, he had some, it was like some Howard Stern, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go into what was being said. Um, sure. But I just turned it <laughs> off. And I looked, looked at him. I was like, I know this is not rules. I'm not supposed to do this. But, like, this is unlistenable. And, like, I'd rather sit here in silence and listen to this. And, like, yeah. 15 seconds later, I put it back on. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, you don't you don't touch the radio. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much wraps it up because, I mean, our next question is, you know, how did you get into the pot, you know, or like when did you join and kind of like that. So, um, you know, now I, I just want to kind of extension off of that a little bit. Um, have you have you been to any uh, live shows? Yeah, so okay. I've been to two, which mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I've been to more because I've watched a lot of them and I feel sure. like with my involvement online, but I was at, at Live 2000 okay. and then – uh, I'm gonna blank on what number it was. It was Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, uh, Dallas. Right. Twelve. Twelve. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then of course we were all at live five. But yeah, so those <laughs> were. <laughs> it counts. It counts. <laughs> and and you know, shoot. offshoot, you were at the New York Hangout. That's yes. That's and your shirt I'm wearing right now. Yep. But oh, yes, nice. I was. I was nice. at the at the New York Hangout. That was for me. I think that that was the coolest thing that i've Mm. been a part of with the pod yeah that's Um, cool yeah it was just real conversation you know we hear it every week but like if broski gets drunk he'll tell you everything Um, but instead there he was more like getting drunk and asking us everything and like look i don't think that i by any means have had any um like my suggestions don't hold any weight but he was like oh who should we get in the bendy's line and like we were all sitting there throwing out names and like some of these names have come to fruition. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, but it was just a cool event. You know, you meet yeah. other people. Um, I had a really, I mean, this is like a total side tangent, but like something I love about this group is the relationships you build, but also like 
it's kind of these like missed things of the past right and like there's there's this um like i was like part of some like uh message group that we had on facebook master about pod cards right uh i feel like you guys were on it at one point or another yes um i believe billy (laughs) we're still there hanging on (laughs) but um but so i posted something in a group some guy from i posted something in the facebook group some guy reached out um matt chef reached out to me he was like Mm. hey um i want to buy these two cards so he all right, whatever. Sends me his address, and I was like, "Dude, I used I literally just moved. I live five blocks from you." And we were talking. He was like, "Oh, I used to live here." I was like, "I live there too." I opened up his profile picture, and I was like, "Dude, I gotta ask you this." Like, so I worked at a day camp for years when I was younger. The camp was like an institution um, mm-hmm. where I lived. It was called Blue Roll Day Camp. If anyone's heard of it and you're listening, please DM me. I would love to speak. Um, but I was like, "Dude, are you like Matt Chef from Blue Roll? His mom worked there. He was a camper there. He was like, yeah." And, like, I knew who he was. We knew each other. We had been in the same parties. We were, like, opposite groups of friend circle. Mm, yeah. um, but it just opened up this this conversation. And, like, yeah, it was the same guy. Before Live New York, I went out to dinner with him and Lucas. I hadn't seen him in years. And now I probably text him, if not every day, six days a week. Um, oh, wow. So, like, it's that kind of stuff that I feel, like, makes, you know, the podcast some this group that has been built that I, I've uh, – to be a part of i feel like that's what makes it different yeah 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 i mean completely agree it's it's such a a unique setting um that you know uh, this podcast you know came from it to you know because of interesting people yes you know like yeah we were all interesting people we just Mm -hmm. didn't know it right and we didn't know there was other ones like us but you know right Wrestling, like I said, wrestling is a niche. Figures are a niche of that. Then you come to this group, which is an Hmm. offshoot of that. And then Hmm. the group starts putting out cards. And people like myself, like Matt Chef, like Aaron Hmm. Ortiz, like, you know, Benji Benji. and and Matt and and JPE, right? Then these people become like the niche of the niche of the niche, the card niche of that. And then it's like, I knew this guy for years. I spent countless hours in the same places as him. I worked for his mom. Um, you know, it's like now we have this like great friendship that never would have happened had the right. pod not won out cards. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. none of us, like, I don't think ever would have thought like joining this, you know, toy group that we would ever become this close with people. And, you know, like you oh, said, yeah. go out to dinner with them before going to a show, you know, in the city. Like it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like Billy, Billy still hasn't had hibachi, but you know, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew and I did. <laughs> But uh, no, it's funny. Speaking of the pod cards, it's uh, yeah, I, yeah, we were part of that group a while back. But um, I st- that was like one of the things I had. I got really bad into it, and I was like, dude, I need all of these cards. I still have the complete one and two. Uh, every, every you said it earlier when, when you were talking about the Sting card, you're like, I don't yeah. want to chase to end. Like when I right. finished series three, I was like. This is really cool. I have nothing to chase now. And also, like, I can't keep doing this because now right. there's, you know, sometimes three, four cards a month. Right. And yeah, because I remember I got, I, I got bought... kids. I got kids. Right. I, got I got kids. Cards. I got listen, kids. Listen, Heath. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I, the, the last big boy purchase that I got card-wise was the fucking, um, it was the Jeff Jarrett autograph card and the Chelsea kiss card. I bought. Matt mm-hmm. stole them both to me for 250 bucks. I remember that day. <laughs> and I was yeah, just I like, that. and I'm like, what am I doing? 
<laughs> I just I feel spent two hundred and fifty dollars on these these little pieces of paper. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I feel like it was Billy. Was it? I I think it was you. If I'm recalling this right, who like went to some? Was it you? Went to some event and like Chelsea had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. you were I'm like, not I'm not going to buy them all. Distribute them out to the group, and yeah. I was like. Oh. I, I need I need well, one of these. I need one. But she didn't have like a whole bunch. Right. Then. Had a, yeah. a couple, right? Um it was right. this one for me. Right. I I tap I tapped on those early and yeah. I have I have no regrets about it. I took all the money I would have blown on that, put them into the monthly cards and mm-hmm. yeah. And then that way I don't have to worry about series two now. So like yes, there's right. one thing that comes out and, that I'm not like right. oh I gotta like, go. Oh, Brian oh, did God. tease that. If, right, I think it was more than a tease. It was like well, series two is coming. Yeah, and there was a well, there was like of, an image of yeah. one card. That's of the one tease. card that he that he wrote wood on. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because yeah. I I did the opposite because like I you know I got started getting upset because I'm a basic bitch all the time with these cards. Like I barely yeah. get the auto cards. So um, so I went the opposite. I was like, oh, I'll get these because it's more finite. You know, it's a little mm-hmm. less. But they were they were tough. These ones were tough yeah. to complete. Yeah, but I yeah, I, f- I feel like it was, it was so much easier in the beginning to be a completist. You know, if you, if you have a basic and a maybe every two three months you might have a variant and then yeah. you know mm-hmm. an autograph here and there. I don't believe there was was there an autograph every month. Yeah, is there? Yeah, there has okay. been yeah, yeah. since I believe the first like three there weren't because it was yeah. like Smart right. Mark had one, but like Heath had a card early on and there was no right. auto. No there. auto. Yeah, um, yeah. So the fr- I yeah. think that Smart Mark was maybe the first auto. If I'm recalling that, um, correct. I have a it, binder behind me. I can no, grab was it. it the was it the Stomp one with Matt and Brian? That was an autograph. That was Swaggle a dual had auto. One. Here, I have them in my. Yeah. Um, I got all right. So car- card one was was Matt and Matt, Brian. Yeah. Card two was Heath, and card three was Smart Market. Smart Market okay. had an autograph. Okay. And then after yep. that, Swaggle had an auto. Okay. John yep. Cohen yep. did. John Cohen didn't have an auto. I don't think. Yes, he did. did. I think he, he, yes, did. he did. I have. I, yeah. I don't have. So I don't have autographs in my binder. They're all top loaded. So I'm just looking, trying to recall. Oh, oh sure. There was some stop. autographs. I got them. Uh, there was the stop, and then Chelsea card. hit, and Chelsea was obviously. Yeah. 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 So it was the first two didn't have autographs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so that was like I like I said I tapped on that, and then yeah. but the other thing to your point about it being easier earlier is first off there was less of us, and yes. also there were there were some cards where that auto run went to like two hundred or two fifty right. in series one. Yeah, right. now everything is a hundred. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, not for sure. Yeah, it was much easier back then for sure. The numbers you know, aren't in our favor anymore. Yeah, the the balance was that's was a little I different have. back there. But yeah. <laughs> I, but now, yeah, like with all those other cards, there's no way. I, yeah, yeah, like, you know, you might have four to five different cards per month now. That you I don't know what you get. guys are talking about. I always get an autograph card. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I was actually, um, I met, um, you know, more on this for something coming up. Uh, you know, stay tuned to MWO for this. But I, I got to meet uh, Jeremy. Um, Power um, oh. this, this weekend um, at San Diego Comic Con, and I was telling him, I'm like, I spent so much money to get your freaking auto card, and he's like, really? I was like, other people did too, and he's like, really? He's like, I didn't think anyone would, you know, go crazy for it, and oh. I was like, yeah, and he's like, well, I appreciate that. That makes you know well, makes me feel he's, good. He's no selling because what yeah. my play was, if I didn't get the auto, is I was reaching out to people trying to get it. So I DM <laughs> right. Jeremy Power, and I was like, hey man. <laughs> 
I got the basic card. I really need your oh, autograph. Um, yeah. Do you have any extras and would you sell it to me? And he responded, really nice message, like, no, I don't have any extras, but I really appreciate your fandom. Like, send me your address and I'll send you, like, an autograph, whatever else. And I was like, cool, that's not what I was looking for, but, like, right. awesome. You know, you've designed some lines that matter to me. Cool. Yeah. Sure. Sent him the address. Nothing. Nothing. That was, oh. that was, and that was what? Yeah. That was series is that series one or series two? two? No, it's so series, I think two. I believe it's two. So two. So, it's, yeah. so it was two. It was two years ago. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> that, oh, Jeremy, if you're me. listening, if you're listening, I've since moved, so do not check the, uh, <laughs> looking for the address. But feel free to shoot me a DM, Marcus Brandon, and I will give you my new address. Yeah, I think I got got on that card too because I, I bought that one on eBay for like ninety bucks. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact on eBay. He's like, yeah, that was <laughs> you know who sold a lot of the autographs was Papa Bear Paul. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, I remember he he got found out about that. Uh, yeah, he, oh, sold, he would he sold he sell them before they were even made to, were available getting, to the yeah. public. Yeah, I bought them, and then yeah. he and yeah. then I just I would just go check eBay, see the username, just DM him, right. and grab what right. I needed. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm also part of that niche group that we have. That's a right. that podcast. Oh yeah, I mean, is great. If anybody doesn't listen to them, they're yeah. also oh awesome. yeah, no, they've yep. yes, yeah, they're Hell just. Yeah. Uh, um, I think they just hit like their 128th episode oh, or something yeah. like that. Guys, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, um, it, it's funny, you know, talking about a lot of this stuff. Uh, right. It's just making me think of, you know, it was kind of a different time, you know, oh, it's, yeah. and it's it's funny to say that about something that happened like, you know, two years ago. Yeah. Um, it, it but it was like kind of a different time. Of like, years ago. It was like it's four so years ago. Trying to get I mean, all yeah, these cards and, and you, you know, think about almost it, like it's... being a snake in the grass, like, oh, no, this is my way of getting it out. Oh, I'm going to sneak it. I'm going to get it, you know, or right. um, it, it was it's funny. But it to, was, to think it was a it. different time. Like, if you think yeah. about think about those original two packs, right? Like the ringside two packs. What were those limited to? Oh, Se- I feel like one was like seven fifty ish, maybe yeah. definitely five hundred, five hundred right. for sure. There's no way that these that I mean, well, unless they've been stuck on boats for years. Like at this point, you're not putting out a five hundred because you're leaving money on the table. They're doing a pre order for for Power Town now, and like you got to imagine mm. there's going to be thousands sold, right? So it's like it was a different time, and I think between just the rise of collectibles, which really, you know, hmm. in my eyes, was a result of the COVID pandemic. Um, and people, yes. it, and, you know, the podcast rising during that time. Mm-hmm. I think wrestling, you know, is arguably, I mean, if you look at WWE stock, especially, like, is at its peak. Um, definitely mm-hmm. the highest it's been, like, most, you know, I mean, AEW has changed the game, right? The most viewership they have now um, since there was, you know, the Attitude Era. And then you also look mm-hmm. at the wrestling figure like we all know how that goes right now right there's more companies making wrestling figures right now than there had been hmm. probably combined until six years ago right there yeah, was like yeah, only sure. seven companies have ever had those licenses and now like i have pre-orders yeah. from like i said my family's probably listening to this so i don't want to admit how many companies <laughs> i've been waiting on but there's a lot so like it's yeah. It, it was different times. It was simpler times, sure. really. It was simpler times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and honestly, I, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with the success of, of the the major wrestling figure podcast, too. You know what I mean? Because, like, without it, I mean, who knows where 
this would be. You know what I mean? Because it, and I'm not praising that by any means. Because I mean, it sucked, but um, and and one one good thing you can take away from it, I think that it, it helped the podcast for sure uh, because it like nobody had anything to do, so we all kind of were like, you know, we love wrestling, we love you know action figures, we love Matt and Brian, and you know, and let's let's go in, you know head first and uh, see what happens. So I think it's, it's, it was kind of a blessing in disguise for the guys for sure. And, uh, and, and yeah. for all of us too, because it's like, it, it's just a, it's a great, great community. Without COVID, you know, I mean, who knows, are they still with WWE? If one exactly. not released, would it be at the same time? If not, like, yeah. if let's just say this didn't happen, thankfully, but if Matt or Brian got released and the other one didn't like what, like yeah. would the podcast still continue? You don't know. Like I, yeah, it's, it's the major pod multiverse. These, Right, I was, you know, at that point, I was like two, I was like two months in on the pod ish. Right. Um, I mean, COVID happened, right? Like, I was living yeah. in New York City, life locked down. I, my wife and I stayed with my mom for a month. My wife was pregnant. Um, and then we went to stay with her parents for for some time. Uh, I remember we were like on a walk. It was like yeah. we were staying at her parents. It was like two months in, and I was like, holy shit, like. These guys, got, I was like, these are my friends. They got released. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, to your point, I, I, they say it all the time. Like, if they didn't get released, they're not. Right. This is not where it is right now. Right. So, but the podcast advanced away. But it wasn't only the podcast. It was no. It was really, you know, all of us. It was. I mean, well, actually, it was like the entire world. Really, I mean, I mean so like many things. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like it's just. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like you could. There's so many different scenarios and just. Things could have been so much different. You know what I mean? If if yeah. if this wouldn't have happened, so someone Who should knows? do a, here we like are. a comic, a what if comic, like you know, like Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Hus, Husfar would be the heel of the group. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Instead of the nice guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm Sunil. Sunil's me. A little yeah. bit of a stretch. Husfar right. one eight seven. No, and, and Although I will is. say, Husfar, Husfar, last week on 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 the pod, you told Media Goon that he was like the first one that you met, um, and Ooh. I don't think that that's accurate. I'm pretty Ooh. sure my memory is shot. So you met Lucas and I at at WrestlePro, um, and that yes. was like. That first, that was the first That's time right. I met Brian. That was the, the first outside, time I met Brian. the one that was outside, yeah, was, right? Was, yes, was, right. It was when he main evented with Janella, and then they like they ended up tag teaming and winning the belt, yes. which mm-hmm. never against then, the Graysons, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. And then, like Brian and um, Mark ended up with the belt somehow, and they never defended. But yeah, so that was like that I can remember what came. Sorry, it was August it. of yeah. You were like yeah, it was around live six, but that was like August of of. 2020 was actually 2020. August 22nd. I looked this wow. up for two reasons. Wow. First off, no, I love it. Second off, so that was like the first thing that I did after. Same. Like, Luke, yeah. Lucas and I had this plan. Uh, Pastel Toys had Brian in. We were yes. we bought our tickets. We were going to go meet him. And unfortunately, um, Lucas's family, there was a health issue. We ended up not being able to make it. So I okay. bought a cameo from Brian. <laughs> that recently came up in like my time hop, and it's hilarious because now you know, <laughs> two and a half years later, three years later, like I mean, look, we're not friends with the boys by any means, but like Brian Myers knows who Lucas is for sure. He's yes. on the pod every week. Knows right. you know knows who I am, and like this cameo would have never taken place. It wouldn't have been a like, hey, I was excited to meet my fans and get to interact with you for the first time. 
But so then that didn't happen. And then Brian was doing the Wrestle Pro show. And lit, my wife was literally nine months pregnant. Like my daughter wow. was born 10 days later. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, Lucas, we're going to this show tentatively. Like, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. My in laws came over because we only had one car at the time. My in laws came over because I drove the car to the show. And in case my <laughs> wife went into labor, I was going to drive to oh, New York geez. City and be at the hospital. Um, oh, so oh. I knew exactly when this show happened. And that was. That was the start of it. I think I got 11 yeah. items signed by Brian that day. Oh, wow. And yes. that was, I mean, I probably have 100 now, but like, that yeah. was the start of it. I, I, dude, my brain is so shot. Especially you said like, you were going to be the heel, so I figured I'd call you No, out. I appreciate it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I definitely, um, yeah, like, just, like, that year, yeah, the same thing. Like, that Wrestle Pro show was, like, the pretty much the first thing I did. Like, you know, we're wearing masks in the heat and... Uh, yeah. I remember it pretty vividly. It's pretty crazy. But, yeah, the dates is what is just like Steiner math in my head, you know? The, the dates are just... <laughs> so, that no, was, it's, it's good that for was me. Towards it helps the me beginning out. of... Uh, <laughs> helps my timeline. You know, I, I think... And maybe it started to happen a little on the podcast, or maybe it was because of that, but I think it was all around the same time that we just went from, oh, there's this dude <laughs> named Andrew Husvar in the group to... Husvar. The card breaks. Right. I feel like, yeah. right. That was like the card breaks. And then there was Impact did that. Um, They did that live show after Bound for Glory. Yes. Yep. Where With I, the mask. I don't remember what you. Right. I have. I got the mask. Um. Yeah. So there was like, I feel like then it kind of started. Right. That's where it started to. That's our to gear. Up. Yes. <laughs> right. But yeah. Right. We were sitting outside in masks and it was like. At the end of the show, you were like, "Hey guys, like I'm a major mark, whatever else." And like, I was definitely really rude. Yes. Like I said, though, like, like I knew, like, this was my. I this thought was you thought I was weird. Out. I was like, this was like my first time out, and I knew I had to like run home to my pregnant wife, and like right. we were doing everything we could to avoid everyone. And I was like, mm. I can't hang out and chit chat right now. Like I yeah. knew that in my head, but that I makes mean, a lot of sense. Because yeah, I thought I, you guys like did not like me at all, and no, I was like, oh, I feel no. like since then at, at Manias and whatever, I, this year I called you. I was like, dude, jump in line with us. We're at the front of the store right yes. now. No, like, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, you were like four seconds late, and you could have beat all those people. You could have bought the Roman Reigns autographs, the Cody autographs. They were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope I hope I made that up to you. I was just trying to protect protect my wife. No, no, <laughs> you're her. you are you're golden. No, no definitely hundred <laughs> percent. I wouldn't have let you jump in line with me that uh, in <laughs> Dallas if if it, you know we weren't good. So <laughs> true. Yeah, um, I love it. I we, love we it. do have a couple questions. Yeah, uh, this one seems to be maybe just kind of in general. Uh, so this comes from Jonathan Burgos. Oh, is nice. there a version of a wrestler you would like to see in figure form? Uh -huh. So I suppose it really comes down to like people that don't have one or need an update or, or maybe need an update yeah. of a wrestler. Um, oh, a version of one. Actually, that might that works, too. OK, that might well, be like a little a more specific. Yeah. yeah. OK, uh, well, off the top of my head, like a guy who I think needs a figure and has had them but not wwe was hakushi oh, yeah. um oh. i feel yeah. like that could be an awesome figure with like you know the kanji All going the down yeah, yeah. The, the, Bret, the bret hart like i think he had like the head whatever it was 
which mm-hmm. oh, dude. oh my god yeah. 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 With, with how like mattel makes bret hart's head it kind of looks more like that fake head than bret hart's <laughs> dude, for sure. you're not wrong well, especially that new one that oh, was fake, the fake head looks more more realistic than bret hart's real I, head it's, it's terrible <laughs> i actually have um there was a guy who was doing a private signing with hakushi but it was like mail your stuff to me i mail it all to him and when we get uh, him back. and i've had i mean he I, I know the guy i trust him like he's yeah. in communication there's like pictures that have come back of some stuff being signed it's taken a while he, he did a signing with bull nakano recently which was like the mm. first time she's done stuff yeah. um and i i have a char pro with him that i'm waiting to get back um yeah. also one of my favorite wrestlers is katana chance um and oh, she yeah. doesn't have a figure i will like a um you know, like the, the with the NXT women's title and the, the yes. smoke gun. Um, I think it'll be soon a, with them being called up, I'm, I'm assuming. Right. Hopefully. I would imagine, hopefully yeah. soon. But then it's again, catered. you know, I mean, when you – these figures would be cool, but when you look at what I collect as autographed figures, like that yeah. buy that figure, to get her to sign it's going to be near Tough. impossible right now. Right. Um, and then one other one that I thought of was John Cena. So obviously he's got a bazillion figures. But the first pay-per-view I ever went to was No Mercy 2020 or 2004, which mm-hmm. was at Conrad Arena Arena mm-hmm. uh, at the Meadowlands East Rutherford. And, you know, he's come out of the jersey, so he was wearing like, a Julius Irving jersey. Yeah, and I was right. sitting on the floor, hmm. and I had these fantasies about – I knew he was going to throw it to the crowd. I had these fantasies about catching the jersey, and I knew I was, like, on the right side where he was going to throw it. If I did not catch it. But oh. I had these – you know, these thoughts about, like, how <laughs> awesome this would be. I collected jerseys to have this jersey, whatever right. else. Um, so, and I know they can't like write nets or whatever, but like some type of John Cena in a, in a Dr. Jager for me yeah. would just be like yeah. great and no one else would buy that shit. So they would never make it. But, <laughs> yeah. That's one that I will like. Personally. Dude, imagine. You never know. Imagine if they started doing like, like event exclusives. Oh God. Don't like, say that. Like, like at a, like like, AEW you know, if, yeah. yeah, in a sense, yeah. Like, imagine if, like, at the time, you know, Cena, you know, he's hot, he's coming out in the different jerseys. Like, imagine if he's at, like, you know, whatever state's arena that has, yeah. you know, sports team and here's sports shirt, Cena. People would have gone <laughs> nuts. And there would yeah. be some completists out there who would have collections that would be worth, like, tens of thousands <laughs> of dollars. Like, that would be awesome. But... Damn. Damn. Now, Billy now I kind of feel like I need a custom. This, this, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Threadheads, dude. Threadheads. An expensive, an expensive question. <laughs> Billy Christmas every get time you say John board, Cena. Though. Right, right. Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I don't know. Um, I'd like to see a glacier or something like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, he's got the micro brawler, but like, that's not. Right. Yeah. 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 Any for me it would be like any ECW people that never got like you know like an, an elite, elite. For, you know yeah like, you know Francine Raven you know any of them really. yeah yeah and a Sandman when he was the surfer back in like ninety three ninety four before he was uh, the Sandman we know that would be oh, ridiculous. Yeah. oh yeah awesome. he was he was like yeah he was like uh, Surfer Sting without the makeup they would play that <laughs> wipeout as <laughs> his like <laughs> that's hilarious oh man um. For me, I, I kind of got to uh, go with the new gen era because there were some weird dudes back then. <laughs> um, oh, I guess I, I guess you could go like maybe Max Moon because he was never actually officially made. Well, he, I, didn't someone just show him this week? It was that KWK. Oh, oh really? 
So, mm. you know, we'll see where that moves. So yeah. he had a previous gimmick called the Comet Kid. Comet like Comet with a K. Yeah. And Comic. so it's under that name. Oh, but it's like the same. But it's uh, but it looks like Max Moon. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it I don't is know. And it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's a potential of of one maybe happening. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, in that Hasbro style. Yeah, I was trying to think. <laughs> uh, I, I obviously, you know, anything giant Gonzalez related would be perfect. <laughs> but uh, you know, if like El Gigante was made, and, you know, he didn't. Well, actually, he did try out for the Atlanta Hawks. So, so I'm gonna, gonna go on a starting lineup. One? <laughs> right. was, yeah. was it even? Was that a try? Wasn't he signed, or was it just a tryout? I, I don't know. Um, to be honest, it, it, you know who would actually know besides Google would be uh, Eamon Merrigan because he's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he got he got he hooked me onto that card, and I ended up buying the card. Mm. Um, he, you know, he might have actually been signed. I, I, I mean, look if, it up now. If like if basketball player figures count in this, then like you could go right. countless ways. I mean, a Rodman, Jason Kidd, like he's my oh. my favorite player of all time. You got a Jason Kidd, fully articulated, like different jerseys. Give him the little oh, yeah. the blonde hair or the goatee or the beard. You can do Coach times. Kid. I mean, yeah, right, Coach. Still <laughs> related little, to one, two, three. He could, <laughs> there's, there, there's two D's in this. Um, yeah, he, he's, yeah, yeah, you can have a cup that he spills during timeout. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you can go all out on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this comes from uh, Lucas Cucuccio. Oh, What's shocker. your favorite? Your favorite color Sharpie paint pen, and why is it magenta? <laughs> What's your favorite signed figure in your collection? What's your Good favorite question. signed non wrestling piece in your collection? Okay. Um. First off, magenta is not my favorite Sharpie paint pen. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very versatile color, but I like red. I feel like red pops on almost anything. Um, I know a lot of people are big on yellow. I feel like as someone who collects like AEW figures specifically, the background on Unrivaled yeah. is yellow and things can get lost. Red usually pops. Um, for a while, I just changed how I had stuff displayed, but I had like my eight favorite figures I had signed in one area above my desk uh mm, six of them like were red um and, 10, and yeah. that wasn't a coincidence um and then uh, what my favorite sign wrestling figure so uh, of course what's your I favorite said, signed figure in your collection so uh, lucas and i are tight i knew that this was coming and i uh i actually went down i grabbed it from the closet for a little show and tell um so my favorite sign it's not signed in sharpie paint pen that wasn't a thing then um but oh, it, is, it doesn't matter <laughs> it's amazing yeah so it's wow. it's I, so there's a couple reasons that i love this figure um wow. first off i never had it as a kid i had the first two i did not have this version um and i got it signed myself uh i met wow. Logan Warren wow. at legends of the ring conference um and there's a lot of that's been said about him online and i'm not i'm not going to say that anything that was said is or isn't true what I can yeah. tell you is I had an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, he took his time. With I was in line for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was frustrating until I got to the front of the line and realized that the line was moving slow because he, he actually cared about every single person that was there and talked to every person that was there. That's and like awesome. I mentioned earlier, you know, about my grandma liking wrestling. Um, one year I was the ultimate warrior for Halloween. And mm, she, yeah. like, hand sewed me a denim duster. Oh, wow. and oh man i was telling wow. him about it and he was like do you have a picture and i was like i had a picture of it he's like do you know where the duster is he was like Cause i'll sign it even though i didn't pay for it and i was like oh, i was man. like honestly i haven't wow. seen it in um 
Yeah. But I got this figure sign at the time. I thought that it was really cool to get an international card figure sign because it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sure. What I if I knew what I do mm-hmm. yeah. now, then I would have American paid card. Extra, <laughs> extra twenty bucks for the American card. Sure. Um, but then in twenty twenty, like I said, I was staying at my mom's house for a bit, and you know, and I was there. She was like, "We got to clean some stuff out if we're going to be oh. living here, pay your rent." And I found yeah. the duster. Um, oh wow! So oh, she man. still has it. It's it's pretty cool. Um, that's sweet. Man, yeah, I want to see yeah, that. So that's, I'll I'll get a picture. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. get a picture and post to the group. That's cool. Um, so oh, that's yeah. my favorite wrestling figure I've signed, and he's my favorite wrestler of all time. So sure. there's just a cool. lot of reasons that it means a lot. But I talked to him about my grandma also, so it was just super sentimental. Um, yeah, and incredible. then Lucas actually doesn't know this, but oh. so I have two favorite non wrestling pieces. One I mentioned Jason Kidd earlier; mm-hmm. he's my favorite. I have a Jason Kidd framed jersey. It's from when he was in the Nets. Um, is the only thing I've like, or one of two things I've ever paid to get professionally framed. Um, yeah. I slept under it for a decade. I had a hanger on the wall above my bed. Um, it was just a great story when I met him. He was really cool. Um, there's like a lot that goes into it, but it, that's my favorite. I mean, he yeah, took my love of basketball to the next level. But what I said Lucas doesn't know is my favorite piece is actually something that he got signed for me recently. Um, and... I feel like this kind of goes into, you know, part of the reason that you know, that that I'm in this group. And one of the things, I love autographs, right? And before it was wrestling autographs, it was basketball autographs. I, in the fourth grade, I was on the school newspaper, and they were like, can anyone interview a celebrity? And I was like, yeah, I can. I'll figure this out. <laughs> so I like walked, walked out of the meeting and got in the car, and I was like, Mom, I got to interview someone famous. And she was like, well, how are you going to do that? And I was like, I don't know. But, like, we'll figure it out. So my mom worked for some own company at the time called total tell they were one of the nets premier sponsors um and i started you know i like told one of my mom's coworkers about this they reached out to nets hr um and i get they scheduled an interview with me um and a nets player like to be named when i got there wow um, so my brother and i go like dart against the locker room without our parents um <laughs> and we sat down and i interviewed jason williams oh wow. um, yeah. who, Yes, he since became a convicted murderer, um, right. but <laughs> at the time, um, he was not. Yes. And it was just an incredible experience. That, that you I'll know never, never... Hey, He's <laughs> still true. famous, though. Oh, no, at the time, he wasn't a convicted murderer. That came after oh. the fact. Right. He um, may have been a murderer, <laughs> but he was not. Uh, uh, he didn't have enough murders to be to necessitate a right. uh, conviction. Uh, conviction. <laughs> right. I don't even own... Uh, gun. <laughs> so my brother and I sat with him in the locker room for like 25 minutes and just I mean, asked him generic awesome. interview questions, whatever else. Um, you know, and that was a moment that started first off that like jump started my Nets fandom, which is something that until recently was a really big part of my life. Um, I like I'm a diehard Nets fan. There have been some struggles yeah. recently mm-hmm. um, and moving to South Carolina. It's not the easiest to like watch them. Um, especially right. with what the team is right now. It was cool two yeah. years ago. Now, like, they don't have stars, so they're not, you know, getting yeah. the ESPN games or whatever. But that was, like, a huge thing. And that also got me into autographs. But I interviewed him for the school newspaper. We printed it, whatever else. And then I met him, like, after that. And I got a, the picture that my brother and I took in the locker room signed. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately, he was convicted of manslaughter, spent some time in prison. Oh, um and he recently had a public appearance in New York City at an event that Lucas was going to. Oh, and I wow. also pulled this out. So Lucas 
took a copy. I blew it up, took a copy of my interview to uh-huh. Jason Williams and got it signed in oh red Sharpie paper. You had hair. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, of course I had hair. I was That's so seven. cool. I had um, seven. But, yeah, so this is <laughs> – Oh, that's like, incredible. To me, this is – yeah, wow. this is awesome. This will be getting framed. Oh, he wrote um, yeah, the whole thing. And one of the questions I asked, mm-hmm. like I said, it was generic interview questions, I don't know, 70 Seven or whatever else, yeah. was like, what advice do you have for kids who want to play in the NBA? And he said, don't ask such tough questions to people who can beat you up. Um, and <laughs> that's how this is signed. It's inscribed oh, wow. to my friend Marcus, don't ask such tough questions to people who can beat you up, Jason Williams. Wow. So, that's incredible. Okay. Yeah. So that's like, so I feel like kind of like read it a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, apparently like if I was, I was away that week. If I wasn't yeah. like, I potentially would have flown. I would have potentially flown to New York just for this event. But like, yeah, I've traveled. I've done a lot of meet and greets and like, if someone no shows, it's usually devastating. If I've right. New York for any no shows, yeah. but it's pretty oh, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas said that he was like, he was like reading it. He like showed it to the people that, were with him he was he was sitting next to i don't remember um there i had asked him another question i asked was like who's the hardest person to guard in the nba and he said i suppose it will be michael jordan but for me it's tyrone hill um and oh, he was yeah. sitting next to tyrone hill at the signing so oh, he like wow. showed this to tyrone hill um <laughs> oh, so he said he was like all in on it and like once he realized that like lucas wasn't me he was like a little dejected but like yeah. thought it was oh. really cool he took a picture with it that's um, awesome and that's i mean to me it just brings it all full circle yeah Uh, that's like you know my favorite not wrestling piece wow that's a great story that's amazing um last one uh Mm, not quite but yeah oh interesting okay well i'll ask this uh and it may have actually kind of part of it may have been answered with that but uh, this comes from shawnee caulfield two-step question with all the Celebrities you have met, what has been your favorite interaction and what has been your worst interaction? And then also what got you into collecting sports memorabilia, which yeah, kind of yeah. answered. <laughs> yeah, so favorite so and fav- worst. Favorite interaction. Um, I mean, the Jason Williams thing, it, it got me into it. So that answers two of these questions. A couple of other awesome interactions I've had was Kemba Walker. Um, oh, who, yeah. From the U- he was on the Yukon Huskies. UConn. Um, they won a championship when, and I went. I was at college the same time he was there. I graduated the year before they won the championship. Um, but I, I'm a big UConn Huskies fan. Um, and Hell yeah. Connected, during the NBA baby. lockout, during, you'll like this, though. During the NBA lockout, they he was signed with Under Armour. And Under Armour did this gimmick of, like, now that the players are unemployed, what are they doing? So Under Armour brought Kemba Walker, Grievous Vasquez, and uh, someone else to um, Foot Locker in New York City. And – they said that they were working for Foot Locker now. So, and then they basically tweeted, and they were like, "The first like three fans to get here and buy the new sneakers will get like a once in a lifetime interaction." So, or maybe uh-huh. it was four fans, whatever it was. So I like, darted over there during lunch, <laughs> went and bought these sneakers because I was working in the city. Bought the sneakers. I was like, "I want this interaction with Kemba Walker." And they were like, "Right, cool." So I came back yeah. after work, and the situation was that Kemba Walker now works for Foot Locker. So first, mm-hmm. I sat down, and he sized me. Like tell me what size shoe I was. Wow. And then he put shoes on my feet. Wow. And then Wait, and then he checked this? and then he checked me out. Yeah. And there was like there was like four <laughs> of us doing this That's cool. all together. Um Dude. and then at the end, I think they maybe posted like the day before. There had to have been time in between because like 
I had stuff with me to get signed. And then at That's the end, sick. he just like signed like I had like six things. Um, but you know, as like a UConn fan, that was big. Right. Um, yeah. And then two others that stick out to not to like go on forever. Um, FTR. So I met. They oh. were the revival. Actually, I don't even think they were the revival yet. They were in NXT. It might have been just before that name. It was Dallas mm-hmm. for thirty two. Um, and this was back in the days of of I was there um, when they did acts. You were. Yeah. Um, yes, that was the first Mania I traveled Front row. From, actually. I went with Lucas. Wow. Wait, front row at NXT or front row at NXT. Mania? Okay. NXT. So we we had terrible seats, but we went to NXT. But th- this was back in the days of access. And what they yes. would do during during the Hall of Fame induction, it would be all NXT wrestlers at access because they didn't get the invite <laughs> to Hall of Fame. So Lucas <laughs> and I were like, that, that's the session that we want to go to. So there was like this one booth that was the money in the bank booth, and how it worked all mm-hmm. weekend. There was a ladder, there was an NXT briefcase hanging on, or a money in the bank briefcase hanging on top, and you would just take a picture standing in front with a wrestler. So FTR was at that booth, and you could see that they were there because they were standing on the ladder, and the line was like crazy long. So I got on the line, got to the front, and the two of them stand there like, "So what's our game plan?" I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Well, like, how how are we going to do the photo?" And they were planning with each person and posing like on the ladder with you and like going oh, like wow. above. Yeah, I also pulled this when I was looking through stuff earlier. So it was like oh, they like oh, put man. you up on the ladder. They're like, I was like, oh, you <laughs> pulled my leave. leg, punch you in the head. Um, <laughs> I, and I'm so, actually like, surprised that yeah. like they allowed that, that not them, but like WWE yeah, yeah. allowed that to happen. Definitely not supposed to have been going. That's, this was during, it's like, a liability. If this was during a session that was more populated, there was more security on the ground, their security wasn't split between two events, there's yeah. no way that would have gone down. But right. I got that signed a couple years that's ago at awesome. WrestleCade, um, you know, and that was like a, a real cool one. Yeah, that's um, great. And then the other one, which is like a, a crazy long story, but the short version is the Bushwhacker. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, oh, yes. And I, that I, was I, that too. Yeah, that was this year at, you yeah. know, at WrestleMania. Um, and this is also a lesson that I would love to share with people, sure. um, especially mm-hmm. when you're going to conventions. And I know we're like kind of far into this. I don't know if we're going to tackle like conventions. That's what I. <laughs> well, and I was kind of thinking, I'm like, man, we've been going a while and haven't even touched this. So I'm glad that you're yeah. getting into it at least somewhat. Yes. So this is two things that are really important at convention. There's a lot. And the two things that are part of the story is one, always bring cash. Cash is king. Mm. And two, reach out to vendor work with them like if you need a bunch of items signed reach out to them try to get a bulk deal or try to get your own time in this case we got our own time and what happened was it was me lucas and one other guy who was like a friend of a friend mm. um and you know obviously we were all we we're all going to la and they announced the bushwhackers going to be out there the bushwhackers i mean luke is everywhere butch lives in new zealand lived in new zealand didn't do anything and he was really tough to get People needed their Hasbro's done, whatever else. Matt Chef, um, you know, example. Um, and you know, once it came out, they were going to be there. You know, I actually didn't have anything to get signed. I just really wanted the photo op, which I got. Um, but mm-hmm. now I regret not getting anything signed myself. Sure. But so what happened was we got out to L.A. Wednesday, and what we had set up with the promoter. This is why I said to reach out. We had about thirty or forty items between the three of us that we needed mm-hmm. signed by either look Luke butch or boat and mm-hmm. what we said to the promoter was like look either will we the first people at your line when WrestleCon opens or we could clog up your table for a bit right. or give us 15 minutes you know let us 
You come to our room. We'll go to yours, whatever it is. We're staying in the WrestleCon hotel. We'll lay everything out. Come through, sign it all. We'll pay yep. you cash. You know, you got you got money in your pocket before the event even starts, and we're good to go. Yep. Um, that, that was the plan. So you know, we go, we we agree with him. Whatever else, in this case, it was you know, it was just we got our own time. So this was actually it ended up being Thursday. It was right before the pod. We were like late to the pod because this experience took so long. But we went down. We laid everything out, and these guys were just. Like Butch was just happy to be talking to fans. He was yeah. telling us all these stories, asking, "How did you get into wrestling?" Blah blah blah. Um, you know, just like telling a story about every item that we were getting done. I got a wow. card signed for Dan Morning. He was going in on that. You know, all this stuff. Um, yeah. Like I got, like I said, I think I got like seven things done, and none of them were mine. But I wanted this right. experience. I wanted the photo op. Sure. Lucas got a bunch done. This other guy got a bunch done. You know, there's people do like the encyclopedia, yes. and there's a lot of them. Right. So, right. <laughs> So we, we go through this whole experience. We were there for like, it was supposed to be 15 minutes. We were there for an hour um, wow. to shoot the shit. Wow. They ended up going live on Scott Wilder, the promoter's Instagram. Um, and uh, sorry, on his Facebook, not his Instagram. And we had the time of our lives. Like, it was just such yeah. an awesome experience. Got the photo ops, putting us in headlocks, like <laughs> all this stuff. And then after that, you know, off we went to, to the live show, sure. um, like riding a high. Went to the yeah. live show, got our stuff autographed, you know, got to talk to like all of our friends, whatever else, great time. Uh, the next morning, booth was empty. Um, and yeah. then, you know, we, we texted, we heard a rumor, we texted Scott. He was like, he'll be there tomorrow. You know, it is what it is. Um, and the next day, just Luke was there. And then, you know, the day after, the Monday after WrestleMania, Butch passed away. Um, so we were the only fans that got to meet him that the last. Yeah. Um, he ended up, he was at the bar. Um, he was actually at the bar when we got back to the live show. Um, we were talking to him a little bit. He went up, and apparently he forgot to take a pill or didn't bring some pills to the States. Oh, um, you know, it was a horrible ending, but, yeah, I mean, that moment is something that uh, as long as I remember yeah. things, that I will remember that moment. And, sure. you know, it was, again, with one of my best friends, and it was this awesome experience. Yeah, it's, definitely, you know, definitely cherish that. You know, it's – uh. You know, it's it in one sense, it's very sad and somber, but at the same time, um, you know, obviously it, it was supposed to be 15 minutes and they took, you know, over an yeah. hour and um, that obviously meant a lot to him. So even yes. though, you know, he, you know, you know, it's just, you know, it I, I'm obviously I've never been a professional wrestler or anything like that. And I can only imagine having that kind of fame, you know, and being in front of hundreds of thousands of people and on, on on TV in front of millions and having the whole world know your name. And then, you know, over time, it's just whittles away. But then, you know, years and years later, towards the end of your life, you know, you, you, you get that resurgence and that feeling again, you know, it, it, it shows that, you you know, it means something. What you did meant something and it, it yeah, was yeah. important, um, you know, all these years later. So I think, you know, even though that was, you know, some of his final moments, I think it was for him, it was probably glorious and, and awesome. therapy. Yeah. Sure, and then sure. of course my panic was, you know, how, how I do these conventions is uh, I ship my stuff there and, home. I sh- and I ship it all home. Um, so we checked out of the hotel Monday morning with, and I also brought my label printer with me. So I had everything addressed, what was coming back to me, what was going to Matt, what was going to Mark, what was going to Zan. Sure. I mailed everything. And then we found out that he passed away. I was like, there's not a lot of insurance on these packages. Right. Like, if something happens right now, like I yeah. will feel awful. Livid. But everything made it back. Um, I ended up buying. Yeah. He, 
Butch had signed for uh, Panini last year, so I ended up buying a couple of those cards. Like, obviously, I didn't get them signed, but, you know, to me now, there's a sentimental. Like, I have an autograph from him, even though I didn't get it myself. Um, and then as far as worst interactions, like, that was a long story, so I'm not going to dive deep here. Sure. But um, I met Rick Barry. He's, like, an NBA player. <laughs> and I... Uh, his son, I always drafted him on my fantasy teams. He was like, <laughs> Brent Barry was a super versatile player. And uh, I like made some comment about it. He was just like, oh, cool. Where do you want me to sign this photo? Um, and I was just <laughs> like, that wasn't cool. And then I met Shaq one time, and it oh, was nice. a it was a horrible experience. Oh, um, yeah. I don't blame Shaq for it. It was the promoter, 100%. Oh, they, sure. oversold, they oversold the event. They promised <laughs> us things that weren't true. And looking back, like we should have known that the event was – you know, he works for TNT and the event was when the all-star game was in New York and the um, Saturday night was in Brooklyn and he was mm-hmm. doing commentary for the dunk contest. And he was supposed to have been at this bar two hours earlier meeting us. Um, we were like watching this guy on TV, like <laughs> you should be here. And he showed up like hours late and security was brutal. They were like pumping people through. Yeah. Meanwhile, like all he wanted to do was DJ. He didn't want to be signing autographs. Um, <laughs> I got what I paid for to get signed. I got, you know, a photo with him that was, like, from a distance. Like, he wasn't really looking, but, like, I'll oh. take it. Um, but it was a, the Love Shack experience, what they call it, because it was on Valentine's Day. <laughs> not, not the best experience I've ever had, to keep it short. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is one more. Okay. And um, this is from Lucas, your oh, pal. God. He said... Back in March when I did MWO, I mentioned how Marcus and I were close before the pod and our annual mania traveling buddies, as he puts in quotes. The comment doesn't quite do my friendship with him justice. I know he loves to remind me, haha. Uh, truth is, Marcus is, without a doubt, the pure definition of what a good brother is. We talk text daily about all things wrestling, news, family life, sports, etc. Help each other out with signings, conventions, and fig hunts. Have met and spent time with each other's families and kids. Traveled around the country together, etc. Marcus will always go above and beyond for everyone and i know a lot of the members of the pod community have experienced it firsthand too love you dude i couldn't ask for a more awesome tag partner and we have the belts to prove it hashtag team sharpie damn wow. damn well that's damn. not a question but that's hit him, hit him with that hall of fame <laughs> music man. really damn. that was really what nice, an but- asshole Right? Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Everybody's really going to bring him up this episode. Yeah. But, you know, like I said earlier, I, like, I'm getting no, I'm just honestly, I'm kidding. Yes, I flew him. out to, uh, you know, I went to ROH last week and awesome. to Collision. Um, I knew I could stay with Lucas, so like I didn't have to worry about hotel and whatever. Um, you know, just I mean, I moved from New Jersey two years ago. It's nice to go back, whatever else. But like, yeah. I stayed at his house. His family treats me like family. Literally, like they. I'll post this. I almost posted today. I'll post in the group. <laughs> they made a bed for me that had like wrestling pillows on it. It had oh. the pod pillowcase, had these like lucha pillows, a WWE pillow, oh. a stone cold blanket. Oh. Like oh, they, awesome. you know, that's like nice. they treat me like family. And I, I texted him before I was coming out. I was like, dude, like, what's the deal with your kids? Are they going to be around? Or you know, I, I know a lot of times during the summer, um, you know, his wife and his kids go to his aunt's house because she's got, mm-hmm. like, she's down at the shore. They pool, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, I don't know if they're going to be around. I was like, oh, damn. And they ended up being around. And I just got to, like, walk yeah. in. And it's like, to, his kids are eight. I probably hadn't, like, really spent time with them since they were, like, two or three. Wow. Um, 
and his it was just like so much fun. His That's son cool. is just like the most fun loving kid of all time. Um, <laughs> and they were like getting ready to walk out of the house, and he turned around, and just gave me like a huge hug, oh, and like awesome. yeah, and it was like Lucas took a picture of me with this kid. It was awesome. Like wrestling was good this weekend, but the experience was great. So. I appreciate that. It was really sweet, and everything he says goes two ways. He did call me his travel buddy, though, and, and in all fairness, he was my butler for eight years when I didn't have a car, and he drove me to all this. Stuff. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh man! No, that's all. That's, that's all really all nice. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. He's he's and, such a and, can do both. You know, we've we've talked about it. You know, the three of us so much, and we've had these kind of stories told before mm-hmm. between other people, but. It is so much what you know the uh, yeah this community has has given, and obviously you guys had this before the community, right? Yeah, um, but, it's, but I, mean, it's I would maybe even say that it, the community made it stronger. Yeah, it, it definitely for you has. guys. I mean, yeah, you know we oh, yeah. we still we would text all the time, always. But like it, right. it gives you it's another level. Um, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, especially going back beforehand, like I personally would never sleep at Husfar's house. Like I don't trust him. But you know, like it's just. I did, no. <laughs> and I had a great Husser, time. Do you, have, okay. Husser, do you have a cat? No. Uh, Lucas had. A, I'm, I hate cats. Lucas has a cat, and I was like, "Dude, I know I'm a guest <laughs> in your house, but like, can you keep that thing in your room, please?" And he <laughs> kept it away from me all weekend. <laughs> me, I've also cool. allergic to cats. Meanwhile, his aunt was over. I, I love how he he invites himself over to somebody else's house and makes demands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, his aunt was over for like a chunk of the weekend, and she's got. You a better German have shepherd. all beef hot dogs too. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a German Shepherd who like I am highly allergic to. And this dog, all I wanted to yeah. do was like cuddle on me, yeah. and I was like. It's not a cat, so I'm down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. He, he, so also had, there he also had this. the IPA waiting for me, which you oh, know, man. I wasn't going to get here. Yeah. Damn, dude. We, I need an invite. I, I got to come over. We man. went through That's a good amount. He's, he's, he's yeah. literally the best dude. Like, That's yes. awesome. There, there is a reason that like I, I call him one of my friends. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it's that's that's really really cool. I love it. And Husfar, yeah. I, I would yeah. stay at your house. I'm just kidding. I don't I don't know if I would have said Husfar like for a while. What? <laughs> Said it seemed like Husfar Husfar was spicy over the fact that I was uh, a little blow offish that first meeting. So maybe I wouldn't stay at his house. Yeah. No, you can stay at my house. I, I, I'd invite you over my house. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Jake, uh, no, you funny. can go kick rocks, Jake. Cool. <laughs> so fun. Gotta go find some rocks to kick, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what is, dude? Dude. <laughs> um. Do you want to talk a, a little bit more about like some of your like your convention going? Like I know that yeah. uh, you know Husfar and I are big convention goers. How we were just oh, yeah. at different ones this weekend, sure. and and I know a big thing for you is um, you know collecting autographs, and that is a big um, uh, rule as far as what you actually collect. Yeah. Like it it seems pretty rare that you'll collect something of someone who you know isn't alive because it's impossible to get a signature yeah hmm. so that's that's a joke with a lot of guys in the in the podcast they'll say i'm racist towards dead people um but <laughs> you know, with, with, <laughs> with, well you know with like with what i collect i mean you know like wwe has had all these announcements right and what i look for in this oh. is people who are no longer with the company but are accessible mm-hmm. right so you know, for example, if WWE puts out a Ricochet figure, I love Ricochet. Mm. 
But Fitterman has the WWE license for autographs. And in fairness, because it's a business and they want to make the most money possible, they're booking Roman. They're booking Cody. You know, they're not booking Ricochet. So how am I supposed to get a figure signed by Ricochet? You know, you, you can't. You have to wait. You can hold it and sit on it and hope that, you know, when his career ends, whenever that is, that he decides he wants to go do conventions and sign autographs. Um, you know, or you don't buy it. And when you find that out later on, you go and look. And maybe you get lucky and the figure is super common and it's affordable. Or if you really want that Ricochet figure and it's expensive now, you're paying extra money up front before you even get to meet him. Um, so it is an interest dynamic. And that's the reason, part of the reason that I collect AEW signed figures. Because AEW talent is mm. much more accessible, right? Very. So at first, like I said, I, I panicked and bought like three sets of Series 1. Um, and then I was buying every figure. I wasn't getting chases at first. I've since caved on that, too. <laughs> but I was getting every figure. And after, like, <laughs> you know, I would meet MJF and get two figures signed. The third one came out. Or meet Jericho, sent into high spots for Jericho. And then there's new ones. I was like, this is this doesn't make sense. So then I went to like just getting first in the line, um, okay. you know. Mm. And then so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And but AEW guys are much more accessible, you know. I mean, CM Punk, arguably their biggest name, one of their biggest names. He does C2E2 like every year, every other year. So, you know, you find someone who's going to that, you mail in, you use a service. Or, like, you find someone in the group, I said earlier um, on the mm-hmm. podcast, like, two weeks, Alex Colorado. Like, I had never spoke to this man until a month and a half ago. Yeah. I sold him, you know, I posted a figure for sale in the group. He wanted it. We started talking about what he collected, what I collected. They announced the Jade signing. It's a couple hours from his house. He was like, I kind of want to go, and I was like, Yo, I'll, I'll pay for some of your ticket and fund some of your trip. Sent him my figure. I mean, it looks great. Got it back. You know, perfect. Nice. Jade, this is like Jade's first appearance she's done that wasn't an AEW fan fan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I cater what I buy to what I think I can get signed because I don't just collect, you know, mock figures. I collect autographs. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, to your point about conventions, I've been doing wrestling conventions for uh, 12 or 13 years now i guess probably 13 right after college like 13 years um there's a couple big ones in the new york area um icons is big now that's in philly um big event in new york and legend of the ring was a big one um but they've Mm -hmm. since kind of tapered off um but you learn the ropes as you go and you learn a lot if you knew it from the start things would have been like because in these things well other than money your biggest issue is time. Yes. Yeah. And if you can maximize your time, you maximize your day. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, like, carrying around a duffel bag of eight figures sucks. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. you know, depending on where you are, if you can alleviate yourself from that, you know, take advantage. So I wrote down a couple, like, tips that I use that I would love to share. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, so it's not – I'm not going to dive into, like, full stories of, like, awesome meets I've had at these things. But sure. things I do, things I do and why, right? Yeah. So yeah. the first thing is your organization. Like mm. before you go, I I do put time in, uh, you know, before I go. I have a spreadsheet, and there's different kinds of conventions. It's also important to note, right? You're gonna have something like WrestleCade or um, big event where you know it's five six hours, one shot thing. You go and you go out. That's it. Um, or you're gonna have things like WrestleCon where it's you know a three day event, four different yep. sessions. So it's important, you know, especially in those longer ones, to map your day out. And what that means is know who you want to meet. I have a list of who I want to meet, if I need a photo op, what I want to get signed, and what their prices are, and then what yeah. what sessions they're appearing. I have that 
Google Sheets. I live in Google Sheets. <laughs> and then the other thing I do is for the bigger events, um, especially, but all of them, I then put everyone I want to meet in like a note on my phone. And as I meet them, I just delete them. And then that way, because it's like if I, I was the just same I, thing, I was, me too. Right. It, it, if you're just getting figure signed, like you're going to know when you're done because all your figures are signed. But if you're getting photo ops and not autographs, you could walk past someone, not think twice about it. So you mm-hmm. check them off as you go. Um, and then for the bigger cons, what's important is you prioritize. So you'll be like, all right, look, I break that up. WrestleCon's my example. There's four sessions. So I'll make five groups on my list. Who's there? Just session one, just session two, just session three, just session four, or multiple sessions. And then you go into session one, your first priority, is checking off just who's there session one. And then when you're good on time, then you go start knocking off who's there, you know, the other session. Multiple. And it's something like WrestleCon. I'll bring two bags. I'll have two bags with me. The first one, and I also, I stay at that hotel. So it makes it easier. If you have this advantage to you, you go can for just it. run up to your yes. room to drop stuff right. off. Yeah. But when, I, sure. when I do WrestleCade, I'll run a bag to my car and grab another one. So. I have my one bag that has everyone I needed that day, and then my other bag that has like some other hits that you know you mm. could get. So that's how I worked out, and that's how I maximized time. Look, you're going to run into an issue that's pretty well publicized, but like John Moxley was only doing session one this year. Session one is four hours. He showed up three and a half hours late. I waited on his life <laughs> three and a half hours, three hours before giving up and just running around and doing everything else I could. So you're gonna have you'll have your hiccups, but that way of organization is a good way to break things up and also not carry around too. Much. The other thing is within your bag, you always want to have a bag that you can a bird's eye view. So whether that's those like reusable shopping bags or a duffel bag, those are all great. You don't want like a rolling suitcase and people do it, but then you got to open it up and start ruffling through everything. The AEW figures, as you could see, you know, behind me on the wall, they all, they all look the same. So if I have six figures in my bag from the top, I can't see who's who. So I use painter's tape. I use the five defenders. Being my own defenders, I use painter's tape. And I put on the top of a figure who it is. And then I stack six, eight in my bag. And I know when I get to the table what I'm pulling out. Yeah. Instead of like shuffling not fumbling through. through. Like, yep. Exactly. Because, you know, That's you cool. hear on the podcast too. And like, you know, it's it's really fair. You know, when, when Cardona says, you know, like, if you're buying something, you spend a couple minutes talking, like, that's cool. But like, you just want to go up the table and shoot shit. Like, maybe this isn't the place to do it. These guys paid to be there and they need to make their money. And that's a hundred percent accurate. On the flip side, if you get up there and you're wasting their their time and your time, your time yeah. is also you know trying to find what you need. That's not helping anyone. So I do right. that. And then the second thing I do is I use post its on everything. Post its mm-hmm. are really important right now with paint pens, especially because it's not just the days the blue sharpie where it's like I'm going to walk up to you and I know what marker I'm giving you. Right. This way, I can write what color I want, and also if I want an inscription. You get it right in front of that person instead of, right. and I've done this, instead of standing next to, I'll use, you know, Brian as the example because he's like, you know, the nicest dude and will let you do it. <laughs> but you're standing next to him, you're like, can you write like the most professional wrestler Brian Myers on this? Can you write, you know, like impact tag team chairman? They just look at it and just start banging them out. So that's the other thing I do is I'll put a little post-it on it. Yes. That says, is- you know, write, holy Sheeta in white. Thank you. Right. The other thing that allows you to do is kind of guide them to where you want it signed, right? Like, I don't want you to sign over your face, so I covered it, and now you're here. Sometimes they'll take the post-it off and read it, and, you know, that happens. (laughs) But, you know, that's another thing to kind of keep you on your And then, like I said earlier, um, no, actually, before I get there, have a cell phone charger. Like, one, you're paying for photo ops. 
you don't want your phone dying too if you're keeping your list on your phone you yes. need to make sure that your phone is good get one of those little batteries they're super cheap they're small fit right in your bag there's no problem um and then what i was gonna say like i said earlier is bring cash if you look at first off don't depend on an atm there every year at wrestlecon they'll they everybody goes to it it runs out <laughs> they run out session one first off they charge it on like second they run out session one you don't have to go walking around a city you don't know to find cash but one if you go to a table you're like look i need five autographs can you do any better sometimes they're like oh i'll give you the combo price on whatever else because you're giving them cash and also you save yourself money like i was just looking at the wrestlecon um detroit site tonight to try to find an example of this Bret Hart, for example, right? Like, he's an $80 autograph these days, which mm-hmm. is fine. That's a fair price. He's a legend. That's mm-hmm. great here. They charge you, like, an $8 fee on that if you buy up front. Yep. And, like, when you go to a restaurant, they go, we charge 4% credit card. Sometimes that frustrates people. But, like, credit card processing is pretty standard. If you have PayPal, you know, it's 2.9%-ish and then $0.30. Cents. But some of these guys charge 10% because they're also trying to make up then that they had to mm-hmm. pay – the site for the ticket. So bring cash. You can negotiate yourself a better deal. And, you know, you're going to save that fee anyway. Yep. And then, um, you know, reach out to the promoters, like I said. And the other thing, and this is my last thing, um, but is bring some type of plastic to test your markers. Mm-hmm. And this is for multiple reasons. First off, you can prime your markers. And don't prime your markers too early. I'm not going to go into the whole Posca thing right now. We don't have time for that. But whether you're using Posca, Deco, Sharpie, Fancy, whatever it is, you want to prep them with ample time. I like to prep that morning or the night before, whatever it is. But the reason, like, you know, credit um, card holders, right? Like, you can use these. And then what's really cool is people, like, I post a lot of autographs, like we see, right? And some people will reach out to me. They'll be like, hey, I was just curious. What's your opinion? Like, what color should I be using here? Which is yeah. Flattering that people come to me to ask me that. What I've done, I did this years ago, is I took an eight by ten holder and I used oh, every color cool. marker I had and made the marks. And then I put it over a figure. I figure out what color looks good, and that's how I figure it like out. It also allows yeah. you to like mm-hmm. test on the go, prep your markers on the go, and you know maybe have a smaller one like this. You can see I was trying sure. to figure out what colors I need. So that's the other thing is like make sure you have that. You don't want to be at a table like either blotting ink on someone's like. <laughs> Um, tablecloth or asking a wrestler to prep it and then you know you risk like it exploding or any of that so just like be prepared those are my tips if anyone has any questions on that and you're watching this you're probably in the group but dm me i'm more than happy to talk to anyone about any of this it's awesome there we go you are absolutely the most prepared guest we have ever had and i love it (laughs) it's awesome man that's like dude it's like beginners what i want like it's like i'm not a convention guy i've never even been to one but like if i was gonna go and there's definitely opportunity for me where i live at you know and like you know probably one day i probably will end up going you know, I'm absolutely going to use your tools and your tips to like. Yeah. You are at one. Yeah. Hit me up. Oh, yeah. Well, well Russell, Russell. My body was uh, there. My Swoggle Mania. Swoggle Mania. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's usually like day two or three of WrestleCon. Like, yeah. I'm on fumes from one. Right. Like, Meyer saw me mid thing. He's like, dude, I don't know how you're not dead. Uh, <laughs> but like, between alcohol and. Um, you know, running around with crazy sure. lists, trying to meet 30, 40, 50 people in, yeah. you know, a couple of days. Right. One, one, sorry, one last thing I'll also give is yeah. 
if you feel like you're spending a lot of money and you want to try to recoup a little bit, post in the group that you're going. Like yeah. I post in multiple groups that I'm going to these conventions and I take consignments. And I've had people mm. mail me, you know, literally two years ago, I had someone mail me 40 cards. We came out a price of it. It was like, look, I'm going to try my best to get them all done. Here's your priority ones. And they paid me $10 per person I met. Um, and, you know, that really saves me money in, you know, a scenario where I'm spending way more money than I would like to admit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm making money back there. And and even, you know, also help your friends out, you know, like I said. Sure. You know, maybe, maybe you're not charging them. But that's a – you make back money quick, especially if someone's like, you know, let's just say, oh, you know, I need Matt on two, on two bendies. Well, like. I need Matt on 80 things, and I'm going to his <laughs> table anyway. Your two things aren't going to take me any more time, but it helps me get a couple more bucks back in my pocket sure. to pay for my flights, for my tickets, for right. my autographs. Expenses, for right. Yeah. No, that's Sorry, that's one other thing I should have mentioned. No, that. absolutely. That's a, that's a very important one, too. I mean, especially like you said. I mean, even if you're trying to meet 40, 50 people, dude, just the meet and greets alone are a lot of money. I mean, right. like you said, Bret Hart autographed him at 80 bucks. I mean, you yeah. can very easily spend multiple thousands of dollars just in meet and greets, and then you, for your flights, uh, room and board, all this time. Stuff. Your oh, time, God. yeah. I mean, you you can easily yeah. turn a weekend into a ten thousand dollar bill. You know what I'm saying? So you know, <laughs> right. if, if you can, in case you any of my family is listening, I have not spent ten thousand dollars on these WrestleMania weekends. Um, <laughs> uh, not, Nine thousand eight hundred and sixty-two, <laughs> to be exact. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> But yeah, but like that day I maxed out my mom's credit card for my birthday <laughs> at WrestleCon weekend in Dallas. Seven oh. grand. Ugh. I yeah. found out the Billy took me to Waffle House for my first time and I go to pay for like my twenty dollar bill and my card declined. And then I got man. a phone call. I got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have my card. It's like a Christmas story, you know. I'm what? What? Oh man! Yeah, it like I I think a lot of people forget that too. Like with these yeah. things, it's like you know, like Jake said, and like you said, you know, the admission ticket, the you know the um you know the plane, everything, food, like you know, oh, yeah. like San yeah, Diego Comic Con. I think I um I think I spent more on you know trying to eat two meals a day than i did on like actual stuff like you know just to survive you know just to be a human being and survive for the weekend um but yeah i think a lot of people like kind of forget that part of it too so um but yeah like you like you know asking for titles that's not a lot you know to ask for for you know doing all the stuff for people so it's awesome that you do you know help out people because a lot of people won't you know a lot of people don't want to right but i mean it's if you don't want to like yeah, there's no couple, couple nothing bucks. wrong. Like it's right. right, and then also you know it also is it's a good feeling to me to know that like you know someone trusts me with yes. their their you know Butch Hasbro's or right. you know with their valuable cards or whatever else. Um, right, but you know I mean I like I said I've been doing this for years. I get you know I I, I go to cons and get what I want done, and it's you know it's nice to help other people out along the way, and it's nice yeah. to help you out back. And then you also you also you'll trade it off. Like I said with Alex Colorado, like. Yeah, you could be sure. Next time I do WrestleCade, which is in North Carolina, if there's anyone there that he needs, like he, 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 I'll tell him. Like this is who's going to be there. Who do you need? All right, send me your stuff. Let's do it. Like there's no no question. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'd say it's probably time for us to move on to that 
final segment of the show where every week it gets posted in the major wrestling figure podcast facebook group that if you have a question if husfar jake or myself answer it we will send you a autographed four by six because who we're too too cheap cheap for eight by (laughs) tens so um and yeah marcus you are welcome to hang out and answer along with us if if you feel like it yep hang out I got one if uh, you guys yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, Vinny Angel. Yeah. Uh, good old good old buddy, Vinny. Uh, remember, we met him at uh, Philly. Andrew, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good good dude. Twice, um, actually. I went to, well, me. Um, I'm, I'm at that retro, always that retro um, con that Johnny and Eamon got Matt for. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, met him there, but I bought yeah. that the Papa Shango from him, Hasbro. <laughs> oh, nice! Hell yeah! All right, Vinny says you can go back in time to one autograph signing of any wrestler in their prime. Who are you choosing? I'd say The Rock. Um, Josh Stapleton answered. He said, "Vinny Angel Money says The Rock for sure. Heart says Macho Man. <laughs> Both uh, those are great choices." Um, man. For me, there's uh, it's a tough question, dude. I mean, there's still. I mean, I don't really have any. I got a few autographs. I got a couple, but uh, like Hulk Hogan's a big one for me. Like I'd love to do a meet and greet, and you know, I, there was literally just an opportunity like a month ago over by me, but I just decided not to do it. But uh, I think I'd be, I'd go with Hulk Hogan. But uh, but I would like to do if so. If I got to go back in time, I'm gonna go back to like. 96 97 hollywood hogan he's hanging out with the boys and doing a little autograph signing nwo style you know so um get me a nice glossy eight by ten and uh you know do that do that guy in that baby blue that matched the the flames on his boots i think would be pretty sick so that's that's what i'd go with and uh and then of course i'd ask marcus you know what paint pen should i use (laughs) (laughs) oh man this is uh, tough for me. Um, I'm going to, I know people are going to probably be like, oh, you know, it's in, it's in the major group. But That's I, what you I'm going to say, I'm going to say um, seeing like Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, because yeah. I, I never like got to actually see them um, like live. Like yeah. uh, when they were in WWE, excuse me, when they were in WWE. Yeah. So I would have loved to see them. Yeah. Like maybe when they were edgeheads or even like, or, you know, like or even before that, like, like when they were ECW. like training or something, it'd or, be pretty cool. Yeah. Or even yeah. like if I knew about indie shows back then, like going sure. to NYWC shows, yeah. you know, locally, like I would have loved to, to see them when they were young, like, you know, knowing now how they are, like seeing them live now and comparing it to live then and everything. So I, I think that would be cool. But if I had to pick like a legend, I'll say I'll, I'll pick like, like Sean. You know Shawn Michaels. Sure. Um, uh, I never got to see him uh, at all as a kid. I, it was mainly like Stone Cold and Kane. I think were in the matches. Maybe when he was injured. So mm. um, those would be my my answers. Um. Yeah. Getting an autograph for someone in their prime and really just in general because I I just I never had the opportunity. Always close, uh, but it would be mm-hmm. uh, Scott Hall. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Diamond stud, man. Go back. <laughs> now that, that would have been interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, you go back to those times and you're like, right. yeah, I, I have an autograph. Dude, actually, like, I'm, I'm I wonder, Vegas, dude. Like, I wonder cool. if there's people 
out there that have audit. I mean, I'm sure oh, there I'm are. Sure are. Yeah. There definitely um, are. But I've just yeah. I've never really seen it or looked into it. But like that's yeah. a that's kind of a cool rare autograph. Yeah, like for sure. Like when they were one of those early rare characters mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be fun. Yeah. So, yep. Oh, yeah. Um, there's two that come to mind. I mean, if we're talking like if I answer the question as it's written, like wrestler, mm-hmm. um, yep. I would say I'd probably go back and meet Andre the Giant. Like when yeah. he was in full form. Um, cool. That photo op would be awesome. Like, oh know, my god! I'm, oh yeah. I'm tall myself, but like it would be you know just great to see someone yeah. like towering over me. Um, but I, I got Vince McMahon's a wrestler too. Um, and I think going to like the Attitude Era and getting like Vince when he was like all jacked out of yes. his mind would be a you know <laughs> I, mean, a I go pro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, exactly. Like right. Okay, I'll go back that for it. Would be a great meet. Um, you know, and I mean, obviously he's had some issues lately but we're going back in time so none of this happened yet um but you know i think the fact that you know we're all wrestling fans like he he made wrestling what it is today oh i mean i i feel like you know for that moment it's uh, that's gotta be like my answer and and it's kind of just like the jason williams thing too it's like you know yeah like stuff happens but like you can't take back what somebody's done you know what i'm I'm saying so like yeah you Especially know. if we're time traveling, I'm like, oh yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah, so we're good. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like this question was like catered for me though, so I, I saw it online. I was like, oh, yeah. hopefully someone picks this. It's a good one. Yep. <laughs> um, I have one ready. Me too. Uh, Never. Okay. I'm gonna go with Joshua Stapleton. He asks. This really? is what you were going to do. Hey, no, you, you're no. going to do like a whole thing on this. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to do a whole episode. <laughs> you can give a quick, easy thing I'll, here I'll as do a, a very vague. Your... Yes, very vague. All right. So uh, Josh Stapleton asks, what were your favorite reveals from Comic-Con? Not just wrestling, but any. Um, I And I'm already, I already know what you're blanking say. on this. the company. Maybe they were called Syndicate. Is that yes, what it was? Syndicate. Yep. Never heard of them. Uh but they they released like uh, a lot of cool um, product or uh, uh, prototypes anyway of like a lot of killer clowns from outer space. And now this is kind of obscure for some people, but um, there's a film series called Ghoulies. Yeah, uh, the picture I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horror films from like the very late 80s early 90s um they are kind of ripoffs of like gremlins um but uh you know a little more underground uh like filmmaking so like you know it wasn't like super like studio polished stuff um but yeah they uh they showed off like some stuffed like stuff like stuffies or yes. whatever yeah. um but also like some really cool um articulated like uh sculpted figures that like the true romance ones was that them uh i think they might have done that yeah but no like they showed off ghoulies yes um and uh i mean a lot of the stuff that they showed off from what i could tell looked like very like neca level quality um yeah so I, I I was pretty excited about the Ghoulies stuff because it's such a niche niche, however you say it, uh, low budget horror franchise that just mm-hmm. hasn't really had merchandise. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Um, for my very vague answer, um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go wrestling just for the you know just 
just to you know to keep it on subject or whatever um i'd probably say that seth um the dusty seth um from the the uh, hell in a cell match with cody um the figure just looks great and he had a lot of at, i was at the panel um the mattel wwe panel and he had a lot of sentimental connection to it because you know he was as he said on the panel he was one of dusty's kids so you know dusty helped him you know work on promos and a lot of them mm. wouldn't be who they were without dusty's um teachings i know brian yeah, um, guidance, yeah. in school brian says that a lot um with you know when they teach us um but that just the figure to be able to complete that match because i love that match so much the um you know when cody had the the torn peck um would be awesome to display you know make a really cool display um for it and then of course like chelsea um getting to see her see it and um get get a chase for the the second time you know you've got a basic yeah. chase and now a an elite chase hopefully soon she'll get an ultimate chase <laughs> so um <laughs> But uh, Josh, uh, there will be. Um, I will be making for our. Uh, you know, I'll just say it now. Um, yeah. For our um, monthly uh, special bonus episode, um, our I pop will be, culture pop culture episode. I'm going to be covering my uh, Comic Con trip and just hell yeah. Um, you know, things I saw and you know stuff like that. So very cool. Yeah. So there'll be more detail. <laughs> Uh, for me, my, I mean, there's a lot of great things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stick with wrestling, but, uh, I think my favorite, I really enjoyed the, uh, the WWE retro set, uh, yeah. with, uh, like the DX, you know, you got China, oh, yeah. H, and then, China. and then Billy Gunn and road dog. And I think it's just really cool and unique that you can still get Billy Gunn in WWE form, you know, road with him being a, a part oh, of the yeah. AEW roster. You know, mm-hmm. did he hang or, up or, the boots though? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I saw that too, so who knows? But I was uh, there. Yeah. Did oh, that's did. right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my pick. But uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty pretty dang cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited to see this ROH line. Um, yeah, Jazzware announced. However, sure. my my caveat: the reason I can't say it's what I'm most excited for is because how the pictures looked. Right. I'm not sure if it's going to be a windowless package. Oh. Right. Which, if it is, for it, me, that's kind of a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I would go with, and hands down, this I thought this was one of the coolest things that that I saw all weekend was the Asuka Ultimate. Um, yes. And on top of that, Asuka is someone that Fitterman, you know, has access to, and she's big enough that she could get. You know, she could get booked. So for me, I feel like that's a figure that I could get signed. I um, met her last I, at Mania last time, so she is doing right. Yes. Yeah, and I I've started going down this ultimate path recently, which I'm not trying to be a completist. I'm mm. picking th- the big names and names that mean something to me. And I I've loved Oscar since she since oh, she yeah. debuted in NXT, um, mm. and that figure is one that you know I'll be excited to get, but I'll be really really excited when I have it autographed. Absolutely, I'm kind of mad at myself that I that I got I got the the most recent elite signed, but now I'm tucking yeah. myself because I love her new look with the you know yeah. the, the clown and the the blue hair. It's just so mm. poetic. Yeah. And you know uh, at the panel, Bill, everyone was you know laughing at Bill because they're like you know <laughs> looking at him because he just yeah he just knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
another person who loves Asuka, I'm going to pick their question. Um, it's uh, my actual, uh, my Comic-Con buddy from uh, this past weekend, Bacon Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran into e- to each other and we got to hang out uh, for a good while. And it was nice to actually get to hang out with him. Um, so nice. his question, what's up? Oh. Uh, his question is what's the song or album stuck in your head and rotation currently um so actually on my plane ride home uh yesterday i don't even know what day it is anymore but (laughs) yesterday i'm running an hour of sleep um i watched encanto uh that disney pixar movie Mm -hmm. and there's some bangers on that on in that movie Um, we don't talk about bruno bruno we don't talk about bruno is awesome it's very catchy and then um the um i forget her name i think it's luisa the strong sister um the one that raquel um rodriguez like her little niece i think you know called her she's like you're luisa you're luisa in real life and she dressed up like her and um for halloween um but that song is just really cool and like just like the meaning behind it um you know how she's so strong and but she has all this pressure you know because she's so strong that everyone puts so much pressure on her to be strong but she you know you know the whole the theme of it yeah but that whole like the album has been kind of stuck in my head um, ever since I saw it on the plane. And I had a bunch on my Spotify, <laughs> um, you know, when I'm in the mood. So <laughs> that's my pick. Boy, what song <laughs> is stuck in my head? Or album. Or album. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I don't know. I actually, um, it, it's it's like an old, like, 50s song or 50, 60, something like that. And when you, Jake, uh, answered Vinny Angel's song, it started making me think of Johnny Angel. Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess that's what I've got right now. Otherwise, I, I don't know. I don't have anything that's been like, that I've just been like, like just been clamoring to listen to as of late or anything. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> kind of a cop out, I guess. No, uh, like, you, like you're it. muted. <laughs> okay, hello. Like, Thank you. Yeah, there, that's my answer. No, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was, um, I had something really good in my mind, and then Billy just said the <laughs> thing. It fucked me up. So <laughs> now I thought you were gonna go with Earth Angel. Oh, I have yeah. Martin Barry and the Starlighters <laughs> from Back to the Future. So. Uh, so now that's literally stuck in my head. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. And now I'm going to have to listen to that on my playlist tomorrow at the gym. And then uh, hopefully my earbud doesn't fall out and everybody else hears it. Like, what a weirdo. <laughs> um, so for mine, um, I have two daughters. Um, they're one and a half and almost three. Um, and my older one, she's like just really moldable right now. Um, but what's great is like any song that we're listening to, she like takes a liking to it and starts like belting out the words and whatever else. <laughs> and she's on this Macklemore kick recently, which has been great for oh, me because nice. I love Macklemore. Nice. Um, he put out a new album uh, oh. a couple months ago um, hmm. called Ben. And there was this one song called No Bad Days that I just like, I don't know. It's like kind of sounds like a bop almost, but it's just like super catchy. And I had it on one time. Um, I think it was like I was in my room. Maybe I don't even know. She came in. She's like, "What's this?" And now, like, she said, "It's Daddy's song," and she asked me to play it hmm. often. 
um, as well as a bunch of other Macklemore. But I would say that No Bad Days by Macklemore has definitely been playing in my house <laughs> multiple times a day for months, and it's constantly stuck in my head, and, and I actually don't mind. But that's that's my answer to that. It's, I like I it. I like it a lot. <laughs> well, I suppose that kind of uh, concludes this episode. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's just it's another one of those things where like I know we only just scratched the surface, and we probably could have yeah. went on for a bunch of other things. Oh, yeah. And but I I am glad that like you know we got a lot of great stories out yeah, of you, but especially. Absolutely you know you coming in with like the tips for the conventions that's kind yeah, of that really an cool. area where like i knew we would talk about conventions and autographs and stuff but you have such a system and you know whether i mean it's obviously very helpful for someone like you who may take like 40 to 50 items you know um but uh even if you're only taking just a few items uh it, it's it's good you know tips for people especially if you haven't done yeah. it before or if you have done it and you're like you feel like you struggle doing it or whatever um that's that's a lot of good uh you know help you know yeah. that, can, that you can, just kind of offered people so can i just throw one last thing out there as like yeah. my, yes, my parting piece first yeah. off i i appreciate you guys having me on billy i know mm-hmm. we talked about this a couple of times mm-hmm. um it's i when i got that message i've been super excited um so i i thank you guys for not only bringing me on but also like taking a ton of time i'd say this episode's been relatively long but i've loved it um and if anyone isn't watching the video if you do have access to you could jump in and kind of see some of the things i was showing earlier Mm -hmm. but my last thing i want to say jake you you said this earlier you were like hogan was you know i obviously he does the tampa thing um he's he's got the beach shop and you were like Mm -hmm. i would like to meet him but i didn't do it yeah my my advice and Mm -hmm. and this is something that i have learned the hard way right is if there's someone you want to meet and you have the chance yeah you can afford it do it like right hmm? Dusty Rhodes was someone I was supposed to meet. He canceled his appearance. He rescheduled later on. It was my grandma's birthday. It's a great reason not to go. Right. But I would have loved, you know, to have met him. There's other yeah. names. Vader. You know, Vader was oh, at God, every yeah. convention in New Jersey, so I never yeah. got him. He had right. the Mastodon helmet, and I was like, oh, I'll get this next time. I'll get this next time. I got to right. save my money. I'll get this next time. Never met him. Right? Right. There's- there's a ton of those names that I can mention. So, yeah. you know, like I know Hogan's 200 bucks a pop, whatever. Wow. Um, yeah. But if there's someone that anyone wants to meet, you know, first off, don't be afraid. People are always like, I'm afraid to do it. Don't be afraid. These people are doing appearances because they want to meet you. This is part right. of what they do. This is their profession. And, yeah. you know, they, as much as it's their job, they love interacting with the people who enable this to be their job but also right. do it for yourself because you're going to get that yeah. photo you're going to have that item and down sure. the line it's going to mean something to you and depending right. on what it is it could mean something to other people in your family no that's yeah it's great yep and and you know to kind of piggyback a little bit off of this you know you've met a lot of people i've met a lot of people husfar has met a lot of people you know the the whole like oh i'm scared or you know like the don't meet your idols or whatever like Obviously, not every experience will be, you know, amazing, amazing. or whatever. But I will say, out of the hundreds yes. and hundreds of people I've met, I can't say I've had many like Same. horrific experiences. Maybe yeah. a couple not like, like, oh well, that was last upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. most of them say... have been decent to like 
like really good to some of like the best experience you could ever have. So right. people like, and you don't expect it. Like, I mean, I know she's part of the pod fam and Chelsea green, like at the live show in Dallas, I went over to her. She wasn't doing an appearance, or whatever else she was sitting at the bar with like Deanna and Steve mm-hmm. Macklin. And I just went up to her. I made some comment. I was like, look, I know your podcast is on hiatus. I was like, my younger daughter at that point was like, three months old and i was like i listened to the last episode you had it was you and your sister and all you guys mm-hmm. talked about was how you're you know you're 14 months apart and your best friends it's amazing and i was like i was at a point where i was like holy shit the second baby's coming these girls are going to be real close now i'm out number three to one guy to girl or girl to guy in this house whatever yeah. else but like you said like you you guys are best friends and like it's just you know like made me feel okay and she's like you have a picture of your kids and i like showed her a picture and she was like no way and like snatched my phone and like ran it over to diana was like look at how cute these kids are and they're stone cold steve austin gear whatever else and just like you know you got those like those the things that you don't even expect but like right these people they we appreciate them and you, they appreciate the fans because the fans without mm-hmm. the fans there's no that and they know that right yeah absolutely yep Nope, I think that's all good parting words. Absolutely. So, um, Love it. All right. Well, Marcus, again, thank you uh, thank for you. So you. Much. You thank know, you being much. on. And I think this was a great episode. And Yeah. Uh, you going to go to Live 17? I looked into it. It's a bit of a trek. I think I'm okay. going to sit this out. Okay. Um, hoping Mania next year is in my card. Still okay. trying to figure that out. But I'm, sure. I'm going to have to sit out. August okay. in August, unfortunately. Yep. yep. Just wondering when the next time is we'll be seeing you, but if not, then hopefully in in uh, April. Hopefully. So. All right. Well, Husvar, if you can take us out. Thanks for listening to MWO. Oh, oh, I'm that horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I got Galoom, a uh, Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring-worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D, just like Blue Chew, I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! Claim all the figs. Claim all the merch, like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen with Phil Jackson. Always scratching that itch. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. Hey, all you major marks, claim all that merchandise.